twice. Not very nice, so be precise. It's shame may cause your pain, so I'll be playing this Wow. You're listening to Friend Zone by Connecticut-based band Death Code. I recently interviewed bass player and my really good friend John DiCostanzo. He's a father, a business owner, a musician, and he managed to lose over 80 pounds so far in his health journey. In this interview, John and I chat about some of his life, where he grew up, the things he's involved in, and the stressors and events that led to his health issues, weight gain of up nearly 330 pounds. And what led him to finally turning his life around all while maintaining these things that he's all in? Plus, he's got a girlfriend too, Mariah, who's really cool and have an amazing health journey herself. It's a long interview and well worth the time to hear our deep dive into what made John a true inspiration. But first, let's crank up this for a bit before we dive right into this episode of Mike Inspires. Dirty little flirt. She's got a tongue ring, she wears pink She's up for anything if you bring a drink Except you, she likes a booze An excuse that she uses to let love Don't think that you're getting this, you haven't even had a kiss But Chris just bit her lower lips so any guy can call her toast Even God she barely knows, never gonna take her home You're loud in the friend's Right, here we are. This is great. Oh, I'm really excited today. This is awesome. John, I thank you so much for, for coming today and joining, sharing your story. I am just so impressed. I've been watching you for a while on Facebook and all the posts you've been putting out there about the health journey that you've been on, and yet you are involved in so many things. You're a father, you're a business owner, you've got this whole journey you've been doing and you're involved in music, two bands, I, I just, uh, it amazes me. I, I Sometimes I look at myself and go, what am I doing? I mean, geez, I, you, know, <laughs> you you've really inspired me, and I know, you know, it's kind of been a mutual thing, so. Um, Absolutely. Wow. I, I mean, what else are you involved in that I don't know about? <laughs> uh, running all the time. I'm on a rugby team. Oh um, you know, just, I was trying to stay active as much as possible and fill up my, <laughs> fill them up every minute. It seems like. Yeah, and you just you said you ran twenty miles. Well, walked and ran twenty miles yesterday. I did. That's I did. insane. Yeah. You're, you're out of your mind, and I love it. I love it. That's so good. Well, I think today what what I wanted to talk about. I I was really excited that you you wanted to do this with me, and you know I wanted to highlight those things that we just talked about. You know, you the fact that you've been able to balance this whole life. And and get healthy because it's easy to go the other way, and that's probably what helped you get there. And then, you know, talk about some of the things that changed where you realized, oh my gosh, you know, this is getting out of control, you know. And well, why don't we start first, John? Let's tell the, the folks, you know, you're you're living over in uh, outside it, Torrington area, right? I live in Harwinton. Harwinton, okay. And you're originally, you said. From from Norwalk, grew from up Norwalk. in Newtown. Yeah. Right, right. So let's talk about that. I mean, you, you grew up in that area, and what was it like growing up in those areas there? Um, so Newtown uh, is a very quiet town. It was when I grew up, at least. It was pretty much a cow town. And, uh, you know, my whole family's from Norwalk, which is a city. And uh, when I was very young, my parents decided to move us out into the country. Uh, or we thought it seemed like it was far away from everything. 
but it was a, it was a great time. It was it was low key. It wasn't uh, it wasn't crazy. Um, I made a lot of a lot of good friends, but also became very active. Played sports all the time. Uh, got involved in music. It was very uh, prominent in the school system there. I learned at an early age, and that's where I developed my love of that. Um, and then, uh, you know, just uh, grew from there. I, I moved out of that town, back down to Fairfield for a bit, but then ended up in another cow town. That's where Harrington is. It's a it's a quiet little town, uh, low population, but still close enough to everything. But I love it. It, le- it reminds me of, you know, where I grew up. That's great. I mean... So you mentioned the country town, too. Do you think growing up in that kind of area has given you that love for outdoors? Absolutely. I was always outside. I, uh, you know, we had um, a video game. We had a new t- uh, Nintendo. But if I played it an hour a week, that was probably a lot. I was always outside, always hiking in the in the woods behind our house, always out riding my bike, always playing with my friends, and uh, or, or out playing soccer or football or whatever. So, yeah. That's great. I, I didn't play sports, but I love being out the woods too. Mm-hmm. I, I just there's something about being out there to just I don't know. It opens your mind, so that's cool. That yeah, I, I we uh, when I moved when I was ten, we moved into our second house in Newtown, and we abutted the uh, uh, state forest. Oh, that's so our backyard was the entire forest. I would go out by myself for hours at a time, as long as I was home for dinner. That was all that mattered to my parents. <laughs> that's that's. So cool. I love that. I, well, maybe someday I'll be out there, too. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> cool. So you've grown up in these areas. You, you've lived in, you know, a couple areas that were a little rural, and you've been living up in, you know, in Harwinton for a while. And now you've been running a business mm-hmm. that does IT work mm-hmm. and you know, you've had. We're skipping over a lot of things in between, which we'll which we'll talk about. Sure. But I'm 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 kind of leading into something with this, and you know, you're you're busy trying to do that, and I, I can imagine that trying to balance that, trying to, you know, think about okay, I'm going to take on this new lifestyle. How did you, how did you get to that conclusion, in terms of? You know, I mean, I, you probably tried a, a million times to, to lose weight. And maybe that's kind of where, you know, you realize, oh, I, I just can't keep doing this over and over and over. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I um, So, I, I was like I said, I always played sports. I played um, soccer for eight years. Then I discovered football, Pop Warner. And then in high school, I discovered rugby. And I, and I played four years of rugby. Played a little bit in college. And... Uh, I was always very active, always, but always ate a lot too. Like I was, you know, fueling a very active body. So pretty much right out of high school, I started with desk jobs, a computer, you know, I did IT stuff. I was in finance for a while, personal finance, uh, insurance, things like that. So I went from a very active lifestyle to a very sedentary lifestyle fast. Uh, but my appetite didn't change. <laughs> I was still eating two pizzas and drinking lots of beer and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, 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 Work was um, very time-consuming for me. I was in things that where I was working many hours, uh, and um, I just never f- really saw myself getting out there activity-wise. But I didn't. It didn't click with my mind that it was a problem until you know one day it was, and uh, you know I graduated at uh, two two twenty-five. Uh, okay. But I was in prime shape. I was running miles every day, you know, playing sports and everything. So it wasn't a big deal. And then I got to the point where I was working uh, 
uh, and I had to get, buy a suit. I was working at a bank, and I was like, oh, this is a lot bigger than I remember buying the last suit I bought at. And um, so I decided at that point, uh, my father and I, because uh, he's a, a big guy as well, right. um, we decided to do Weight Watchers together. That was 2002. So that was my yeah, first yeah. foray into, hey, you know, I'm kind of headed in the wrong direction. What's what's out there? And that was very popular at that time. And uh, so we decided to do that. And I dropped uh, 25, 30 pounds doing that with him. That's, that's you know, it, it, it's interesting you say that because that, I did a similar thing. Yep. And you find that um, you, you kind of – you get the momentum, and then what happens? Right. And as soon as you stop, or as soon as you start cheating, or, you know, as soon as you go off plan, basically, it's it comes right back. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm good. I got back to my high school weight. I wasn't too far. You know, I was good. I was like, I don't need to do this anymore. I want to go back to my old ways. And uh, it was something that, in hindsight, I had to go through that stage, but it didn't, it didn't really work with my lifestyle. It didn't work with, like, the, I had... I was not eating things I like to eat. It just didn't feel very natural to me. So it worked while I was doing it strictly, but it wasn't um, sustainable for me, uh, you know. <laughs> so uh, so then that, you know, that eventually creeped back. Um, 2005 um, uh, is when I actually, I, I got, my, I was married. So I got married in 2005. Uh, it was at 260. And... Then it kept creeping up again after that. I had started a, a new chapter of my life. I started my own company at that in 2006 and was devoting massive amount of time to that. And um, so then I had hit 290-something at some point, working 18-hour days, always said in my mind, I'll have time to, to, uh, you know, to work on my health later. I need to build this business, and that's where I really focused had family at that point as well. My first son was right. born at 2007, my second in 2008. And then there was a time when we were planning a vacation and I was like, well, I want to be, you know, able to go on the rides. Cause I remember the last time I went to a ride and I had trouble pulling the thing down on the, on the roller coaster to sit in the seat. And I was like, I don't want to be like that guy again, you know, where they had to get somebody else to push the thing down. So it clips. And I was like, I love roller coasters. So I, my father and I, Said, let's try something else this time. The Weight Watchers didn't stick. Let's do Nutrisystem. So we tried that. Yep. I lost 20 pounds again. Yep. And I felt good. But that's expensive. Yeah. And it's prepackaged stuff. And it, let me preface it by saying, if it works for people, I'm fine with it. Like, if right. it works for right, you, right. then stick with it. Yep. But it was a lot of prepackaged stuff. You had to still buy vegetables and things, which was nice. I liked having fresh veggies. But ultimately... Again, it didn't really work for me because as soon as you stop buying that hundreds of dollars worth of stuff every month, it it, it doesn't, you know, I fell back off the plan. It's interesting <laughs> that people get into the, to those, some of those things. People ask me about a lot of programs, Isogenics, Herbalife, all that. I've been approached by some of those folks too to even, you know, sell some of their products, which I don't really want to get into because I didn't use anything. Right. But you're right. For some people, they work. Yep. You tried it out. Mm -hmm. It didn't sustain you. Right. The thing I always wonder about is, okay, what happens if that company goes away? What are you going to do if right. you're reliant on it? Right. You know, and hopefully they're teaching people how to, you know, like you were saying, you know, you want to try to learn how to do it yourself. And so now you've lost it again yep. on this program. Yep. You're 
feeling uh, a little discouraged by them. Yep. And then, uh, so I went on the vacation, felt better about going on the rides and stuff. You know, I didn't oh, feel, okay. you know, yeah. so I was like, okay, cool. I'm doing good. Yep. Um, came back, you know, and then on vacation, of course, you know, if you don't have a plan, you splurge and you, you, you go out and have cocktails and right. fancy right. foods and all the time. And then, so I came back completely off plan and, uh, got even worse. Wow. And, um, at one point I had gotten up to like three thirty, I think was my highest. Yeah. And, uh, I'd bought a, a very large pair of pants. I actually posted about it the other day. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I finally bought my first pair of 46s, which wow. for me was huge. Yep. Um, and I said, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to keep buying bigger and bigger clothes. I, like, yep. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, at that point it didn't feel good. No. Um, no. I didn't, obviously didn't look good. And, yep. uh, I wasn't sending a good example for my kids and, and I was just was, I was tired all the time and, you know, work was stressful, which was also not good for someone who's is in, not in shape. Right. Um, right. And uh, I had seen a picture of one of my friends who actually used to work with me and he, his wife posted on Facebook and he looked fantastic. Oh. Like he, fan, he was always a big guy. He's probably, you know, six, four or something. And he was a large guy and he was really slim. And he looked happy and he looked healthy. And I, I said, okay. I said, I sent him a message. I said, uh, buddy, I, you know, I won't him. I said, what is, what did you do? Like, what are you doing? What's that secret? Right. What are you, what are you doing that you are, you, a, you look great. And, uh, how, you know, how do you feel? Is it, he's like, you, you'll never believe what I, you know, what I'm doing. And I was like, I just hit me with it. Tell me, tell me. And so he said, um, do you know anything about low carb and keto? And I was like, I've heard of low carb stuff. Uh, he's like, go on Reddit and read about keto the lifestyle. He's like, it's not a diet. It's not Weight Watchers. It's not, you're not buying anything. You're buying regular foods, but it's a certain way of eating those foods. I said, okay, I'll check it out. He went on, looked at it. I said, okay, the foods look like stuff that I would like to eat anyways. Bacon and eggs broccoli you know lots of greens you know i love i love vegetables chicken all the time some fish and all stuff that i like to eat anyways no prepackaged stuff no supplements no you know things like that i said okay well what the hell i might as well try it right and at the same time i had um i had been playing you know trying to get back into playing rugby but at uh at 330 pounds yeah. and not being able to run yeah, around yeah. Oh i couldn't do it oh you know um we and we had a um alumni game at my high school every year so it was coming up it was two months out from when i started that yep. so i said okay i'm gonna start walking around the block of my office every day i'm gonna try this new uh, eating style out and in two months hopefully i'll be okay so my goal honestly i said to myself my goal is to not collapse on the field that was my goal i want hey, to go out and have fun no, that's and admirable I, and i did not want to die <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know that's a good goal, man. Right, that's a good goal. Um, so, but I said, you know, because I can, I could still chug around, you know, and be be miserable and everything. But right. I want to enjoy it. So, were you you were a fit fat? I was a fit fat. Learned that term recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you you could move, but the weight was certainly holding right. you back. It certainly holding me back. Definitely, uh, my endurance was down and everything. Like that right, right. So, um, I started eating that way. I religiously, I cut out everything else. And alcohol, everything that I enjoy, 
you know, right, pizza, right. everything. I said, I'm just, I'm going to try this for two months. What do I got to lose, right? And on top of doing except the, the weight, except for the, <laughs> except for the weight, yeah, and right. uh, and in the meantime, also increase my activity because I had uh, actually a, a, a convergence, a synergy, I guess you would say. Right. I right. had moved my office to downtown Torrington. Okay. Where there's blocks, so it's easy oh. to measure and easy to go out and walk yep. around the block or walk around two blocks. And okay. So then, yeah. within two months, yep. I had dropped. 40 pounds. Nice. And I said, oh, I feel really good. I'm below 300. I said, I'm never going back over 300 again. Right? And I said, but I'm in a good trajectory. I had started running in addition to my daily walks. Wow. I went to the gym. I was like, okay, I'm going to run half a mile and then walk for an hour. Or, you know, just little by little increasing it. And right. I just started building that endurance. So then um, I uh, got back on the field in June uh, for the game. Yep. Played the whole game. Felt great. You know, it wasn't super fast, or but I didn't lose my breath. I didn't. Uh, it wasn't okay. out of shape. So you're seeing improvements. Right. And then um, one of the guys there said, "Hey, you know, there's a men's league for over 35. You should come join." So I was like, oh. "Well, now I have more incentive to keep going with this." Okay. You know, aside from other, th- you know, my right. other incentives like being healthy and being with my boys, they're active. I want to be. I was like, "Okay, I can do this. I, you know, I can, I can incorporate this in my life instead of going out to eat all the time. I right. can go to the gym instead. Yeah. You know, instead of spending money on 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 crappy foods, I can go to the grocery store and meal prep and 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 do that. And um, so, I would say I was pretty strict with that okay. for a solid six months. Wow. I said I'm going to do this religiously. I did have a you know a couple beers here and there because I love my beer, but sure. I cut it way back. I started drinking water every day, right. you know, a gallon a day. Right. And right. I said, okay, I'm going to do this strict. I got down to a point I had never been to, which was below 270, awesome. um, in in eight years, ten years. Yeah. And, uh, um, I just kept going. I was like, this is this is this is working for me. So while uh, you know I don't follow super strict right now, I'm still right. general principles, and so far two years later, it still works for me, and this is the longest I've been able to sustain, you know, a change in lifestyle because I don't call it a diet; it's a definitely a change in lifestyle. Keywords, keywords, John. It's I, I'm it's it's amazing to see the amount of motivation that you had, and now i'm going to push i'm not push back in, yeah. in, a, in a in a disrespectful way but i think to help our listeners understand as great as it sounds it's hard i mean it's hard work isn't it and especially the mental part yeah i mean so you touched on some of that but i'd like to kind of dive into that somewhat because i think that's where people where they give up right is often the discouragement obviously you you touched on it a little bit about there were times where you, you'd slip. What do you do? So you find yourself, I don't know what your thing is. You, you can tell me or, or, you know, but that thing happened. You overate something. Or you drank too many beers. Yeah. How do you use that? Um, so it's very easy to get discouraged, as, yeah. as you know, and it's very easy. It, it's it's a it's not a straight line down. It's not That's a straight right. Sorry. It's not a um, uh, it's not a all roses. 10 steps forwards, no steps back. It's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of up and down. It's there are days, you know, the holidays come, you want to enjoy some cookies, you might be uh, putting yes. some pounds on. Um, so I learned early on, uh, and, and I had come out, I, I, I'm now divorced, obviously, and um, I'd come out of a stressful relationship, and I was, I, at that point, I was kind of like, okay, I'm settled. This is just where I am. Right. And 
But then I started getting into that and I said, okay, I need to not let this stuff get me down. I need to not let my failures get me down or my, my, my cheats or my, my off plan stuff get me down. And I need to even incorporate, you know, giving myself permission to do some things that I really enjoy, because if I'm just going to be, um, a hard ass my entire life, then I'm not going to enjoy life. So I have to give myself some permissions to enjoy some things that I want to enjoy that are not strictly meal plan and strictly exercise. Um, and I have to drop my expectations of things. I like that. I like that. We, we talked about that before we got on. Yep. And you actually helped me with something. That dropping that expectation. I think people have an expectation of what they think it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And then when they fail, again, when they fail and it doesn't happen, it's like, well, I effed up again. Yeah. And then it's like you've let yourself down. That emotion drives then what you do next often. Always. But you've kind of developed this self kind of positivity type mantra where you're like okay i'm gonna put a reasonable expectation here and then when i exceed it hey i did awesome yeah you know and i think you know when when you have a lot of weight to lose you know you're looking at a a big job here right and you kind of took it and said well i'm gonna take it day by day and i i think even without realizing it you focused more on building new habits than you did just the weight. Right. I mean, obviously, you were trying to lose. I, I always laugh because when people talk about losing weight, I'll say, you know, well, what do, what do you want to lose? You could chop a leg off and you're going <laughs> to lose weight. But you're really trying to, you're trying to reduce body fat. Right. right. You know, because losing muscle is losing weight too and losing right. water. And we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, but you're trying to get healthier. Yes. Your kids are obviously a motivation. Yourself is a motivation. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to put yourself first. Yes. That's a big motivator. But it's sometimes a little guilty. Yes. So uh, that's definitely, uh, I agree with you on that. It is a, um, there is potential for guilt there. When you say, oh, uh, people say you have kids. Do they come first? There are a lot of people say kids come first. You know, they should come first, things like that. You have that responsibility. My kids are super high on my priority list, but I have to be there to take care of them. So I have to put myself first in certain, in certain areas, you know. I have to take care of my health because if I'm not around, if I'm not healthy, I can't take care of them. Um, so that's that's definitely part of um, my strategy is that I need to be here for these guys. Uh, and I want to not just be here. I want to be a part, an active participant in their life. And in order to do that, I have to take time uh, for myself to make sure I am healthy enough to go the distance. And uh, it was something I actually learned uh, when I was a, a firefighter in Newtown and an EMT for nine years. And you know, one of the things they teach you when you're learning about uh, going in with a crew to a burning building or, or you're going to rescue somebody or something like that is that if you're incapacitated, if you can't take care of yourself and people have to go in and rescue you, you've now become a liability. So you have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure you're safe. Then you have to make sure your team is safe. Then you can make sure... Other people are safe, you know, people that are trapped or something like that. But if you don't, if you go in recklessly and become another victim, you're not helping anybody. And so that was, I mean, I learned that when I was 17, 18 years old, and I've carried that through with my life with just about everything. And I, I think it really applies to this situation now. If I don't take care of myself and focus on solely on taking care of other people, not integrate, you know, I need to integrate it, but solely on taking care of other people, 
then that doesn't do anybody else any favors when I drop dead. Wow. Yeah. I when I as as we're talking about that, I think about where you started to give a crap about yourself, you know, and that's I think a lot of my friends that talk to me kind of question that say, well, why should I care? And obviously you have this list. Some of the listeners here may not have kids. They may be alone. And, you know, you also kind of got back that I want to live again. I want to do things. I want to enjoy myself and get out and play sports or whatever it is. It could be simple things or part of your career as, as it was at the time, which taught you about the importance of I'm no good to anyone else if I can't even move function in a safe manner I could be a liability to my job mm -hmm. and that's important but the other thing that I, I, I really think is important is you deserved to be happy and you probably weren't faked and, it yeah fake it mm -hmm. and, but you also probably had to fake it to kind of get around feeling that way at first because and I don't know if it, maybe it maybe it was one or the other I don't know did you say okay I'm going to have a good attitude about it or how did you feel or did you just feel like well, I'm just going to do this and see what happens I I've always been an optimistic person sometimes right. overly optimistic right right, right. Uh, but yeah I I just did what I had to do it's you serving know, you powered, powered through it um, I will say too though having a strong support system Okay. Which I did not had my whole right. journey uh, has made a big difference as well because it's one thing to do it yourself, right? And I did. I mean, I honestly, I did the work myself. Obviously, you you know, you've done your work yourself, right? And nobody can do it for you. No one can lift the weight for you. No, no, no or one motivate can, you right. really, right? But uh, but having people around you that um, that can sympathize or can empathize that can say, yeah. I you know I went to the gym today too and kicked my own ass and, right. and, and it hurt but I did it or I meal prepped to you know with you or, or or next to you or hey let's do water and and uh, I built that network or as how well. about the struggles and, and sharing the struggles like uh, I think that's important <laughs> and you know why it's important because you feel isolated and alone mm -hmm. now as you pointed out I and I I I really been trying to let my listeners know this because I really on my whole journey didn't use anybody I was reading blogs and such but. In retrospect, it probably would have done myself better had I had more of a support system from the onset. And I really advocate that. Now, some personalities like mine who are one of those, I'm going to do it my own dang way, kind of, you know, it can help, but I don't know that everybody can. And that support system is crucial because you do feel isolated. Sometimes you wonder if you're going crazy because, you know, like people like us who love to eat, which I want to explore that a little bit with, more <laughs> with you because we love to eat. Yes. I mean... You know, and that's how we, we get here. But sometimes I, I wonder to myself, is like, am I alone here? Yeah. And I, I don't like feeling like that because, you know, you, you don't know how to handle certain situations. These people, these support people, not only can kind of encourage you, mm -hmm. but they can kind of give you different ideas about stuff that they're doing. doesn't mean you're going to try it. Like you said, there's different ways. Some things work for you. You tried out this keto thing. You'd never heard about it. And it's like, Huh. It at least looks enticing, and in, it seemed to work. Now, of late, and you've probably seen there's been uh, criticism mm -hmm. about long-term use of it. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I wonder how much <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you, you think about it. not to put you on a spot, but sure. I'm just, it is something that we're aware of. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that any diet, you know, people look at there's criticisms of all the diets that people are on. Yep. What would you, if somebody was asking you for diet advice too, mm-hmm. you know, as in your support system, what would you say as far as, uh, you might be nowhere I'm leading through this, even though you subscribe to it. Right. It doesn't mean that it's it's right for everyone. Right. You know, right. I, I think that um, consistency right. and commitment are the keys, right? So I think that whatever works for you, if it's keto, if it's low carb, if it's vegan, uh, but not necessarily mean healthy, right? Right, um, exactly. If it's whatever program you just, you subscribe to, um, and when I say program, I don't necessarily mean a formal program, but right, whatever you right. decide to subscribe to uh, is as long as you're consistent with it right. and it's working for you, uh, then go for it. You know, because the best program is the one that you do. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, it, it may take some experimentation. Mm-hmm. It sounded like you did. You tried Weight Watchers. Yep. Eh, and and you tried some other programs. Eh, right. And now you found one that seems to work. And despite... You know, people may have their opinions or criticisms on it. Hey, you know something? It's working for me. I feel healthy. Mm-hmm. It's changing my life. Yep. Yeah, and and you know, I I get my annual physical. I got last year when I got my blood work. It was the best blood work I ever had in my entire life, and I had been all right, brother. I, <laughs> thanks. I had been <laughs> I had been uh, doing it for a year. That's that's the important. So stuff, to me, isn't that it? that said a lot. So you know, whether it's something that is sustainable for years and years and years or not, I'm yeah. gonna get checked every year and see what it looks like. You know, and but I know my blood pressure was down. I know that all my all my levels were in the green. Uh, I had no worries. My doctor was very happy with what I was doing. So. That's you the know. stuff that's, you know, people don't, I remember when I went and got my blood test too and blood pressure and all that, yeah. and it was in a normal range, and I went out in the parking lot and cried because yeah. I was like, I'd never had that before. Right. I finally didn't get the lecture. Right. Isn't that just, yeah. it, I mean, it's almost better in some ways than, you know, the scale. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely better than the scale because that's the other thing too is, you know, and you probably did it in the beginning or maybe you didn't, but I'm, pr- I'm sure that you you'd probably thought about it, and I know I did. I said, I want to be under 200 pounds. I said, that's yep. my goal. I said, I want to be 190 consistently. And that's where I want to yep. hang out. Cause that to me, that means that I was able to hit a goal that I hadn't done since high school, since you know sure. middle high school and uh, be in shape. But ultimately at the end of the day, the longer I get into this, the number is just the number, it's right? It's a number. If I get to 200 and I'm feel great, feel great and I'm ripped and you know, I'm running yeah. around, then, then I stay at 200. Right. You know, but it's a goal though. But you it's had to goal. set a goal. Yes. Absolutely. I did the same thing. I set one that was pretty low and I found out, I don't think it's worth me getting there. Yeah. Yep. That's okay though. Cause you adjust. You 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 get to where you're comfortable. It's not a straight line, right? And I, I, folks, that's one of the things. You know, John and I have been talking about this beforehand, and it, it's something that I think is a mystery to people. You set these goals, and as you adjust along the way, you find sometimes you got to change the plan a little bit. But as long as you keep focusing on improving, keep focusing on the main importance, which is your overall health and your happiness. Right. You could be healthy and miserable. Right. Yes, you can. And, a lot of people are <laughs> right right so you know and that's uh, i think if you can find a balance because you could be working your butt off or eating like you said john and i like that you mentioned that you could micromanage your food and and and, and i'm paraphrasing I, i'm not sure exactly how you said it but it was along the lines of you know 
you got to leave yourself some wiggle room because yes. you didn't stop loving. I don't know what the X, Y, the cake or whatever it is that you love. <laughs> beer. Beer. You didn't stop loving yeah. beer. Right. And so you didn't give it up. There were some things that you had to give sure. up. I had to give up beer, you know, Every, daily. Right. right. You know, um, but, you know, and that's that's another thing where uh, I feel really blessed right now. I actually am with a wonderful woman right now. And uh, uh, we both share a love of fitness, health, eating right, and visiting breweries. So we have combined this thing. And and, and Mariah, who you've met, is yep, yep. is more on target with the exercises and the food oh, plan yeah. and everything. But we keep each other going. Yeah. And we keep each other on point. And if one of us screws up, yep. it's okay. We say, you know what? It's okay. Tomorrow we do better. But then we allow ourselves. And if we go on a trip to Vermont, we like to right. go to Vermont. We hit a couple breweries. Right. And we share a beer as opposed to uh, each of us getting two or three beers. You know, so that's what I would have done in the past. I would say, okay, I'm going here and having a couple beers. I'm going here and have a couple beers. We go to a place, we split a flight, which is, you know, equivalent of one beer, and we move on. Yeah. You know, so we still get to enjoy things that we enjoy, but we get up every morning, we go for a run, or we do a workout in a hotel room if we're in a hotel. Um, we uh, will meal prep together. So we say, hey, you know, does this work for you? Does it work for me? Right. And right, right, yeah. um, so we're not denying ourselves something that we enjoy. We're just putting it in its right place. I like that. Yeah. I, it doesn't have to, healthy doesn't have to be boring. And I think that's, you know, people get scared. Of, I don't want to eat salads all day. And, <laughs> you know, and, and so you said you always liked vegetables. Yeah. But was there anything you had to kind of learn to, like or you just basically kind of change the proportions and volume of what you ate? I, I think that that has been my biggest change is uh, portion control. Okay. Because uh, don't get me wrong, I always liked cakes and sweets and things like sure. that. But when I would gravitate to eating food, it was a steak. I mean, instead of a four ounce steak, I want a big steak. I want the the uh, what do you call it? The cowboy cut twenty two yeah. ounce steak. You know, and instead of a, a cup of, of broccoli, I want. You know, I want two whole heads of broccoli, you know. Yep. So I was, I, I love good food, quote-unquote good food, but nothing's good in, if it's too much, right? Sure. Um, so I had to learn how to control that and what my body really needed as opposed to what I wanted to keep shoveling into my mouth. Yep. And um, so I think that I've learned to appreciate more uh, nuances of, you know, how can I still get what I like, feel, you know, feel satisfied, but not get, not have to keep constantly putting food in my face and i've noticed that as i portion controlled as i meal yep. planned and um said okay well i'm going to do a meal plan for the week i'll do all my f cooking on sunday put it all in containers yep yeah it takes a, a few weeks yep. to get into that mindset but then i realized you know what that's all i need and i tried different spices i tried different try to do a lot of different yeah, foods you, you shake know? it up a little um, bit yeah i think that uh you know in the beginning um Again, I, when I thought about eating healthy, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be eating, you know, uh, garden salads, yep. you know, which are unfulfilling to me. Right, you know? me too. Uh, yeah. And I said, you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. I, I told you recently uh, before the show that I made my first vegan meal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I promised Mariah's mother I was going to cook her a meal, and right. uh, we decided on this vegan meal. And it was I, probably one of the best meals that I've ever had, uh, yep. and there was no meat involved. And I'm a meat eater. I'm a, I'm a carnivore. Oh, my you know? gosh. How did you survive without meat? How do you get uh, your protein? How do you? It, oh, right. my it, gosh. There are ways. There are ways. It's know? food, people. Right. It's food. Yeah. And yep. so you experimented with something yes. you hadn't done before. Right. And it's, it's healthy and enjoyable. Yes. 
a little different, and you'll probably try it again, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, that re- that recipe is in my uh, cookbook, and uh, I'm more open to trying more uh, vegan style or vegetarian, you know, stuff as opposed to having to, to have meat in, in my meals every meal. I'm never going to give up meat. Uh, right, right. But it doesn't mean I can't have more that, especially if it's fulfilling. And that particular meal was very fulfilling, and I wouldn't have thought of that probably a year ago. I was uh, talking to a doctor the other day. I'm reading his book. Yep. Uh, and one of the things he, you know, we talked about, we were comparing notes on what we eat, and he used the word flexitarian. <laughs> Have you heard this word? No. Okay. So I, I don't like labels <laughs> for, for myself. I don't like to call myself anything. I eat a little different, but I tend to move towards plant-based foods. And, oh, my gosh, Mike, you're, you're a vegetarian. No, I eat meat too. During the week at work, I eat plant-based meals, usually vegan, I guess you would call it, and yet I eat meat. And it's like, well, how, how or why would you do that? Because I'm flexible. Right. I, to me, you know, it serves my health to vary what I'm eating, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's certain foods that, I mean, are clearly better for, your, you know, more nutrients and, you know, it... it, it if you eat the same thing all the time, you're going to get bored and stuck in a rut. And when we have these labels on it, we get these ideas, like you said, oh, I'm going to be eating salads all the time. No, it doesn't mean that. You know, you already probably ate butternut squash or yep. before. Yep. But it's like, wow, this could be a meal. Right. Yes, yep. it can be a meal. Right. That's fine. I mean, yep. a lot of people do these meatless Mondays and yeah. some of these other things. So you did this. It tasted great. Now you've got this taste of you know what this vegan movement is <laughs> you know and how is it so is it kind of changing your view of the way you're seeing food and, and meals and you know are you are you finding that you know there's a whole range of opportunities you didn't think of for health before because i think people really think when i'm eating healthy i'm limited and now it's like well wait a second it's not about limiting right it's just making choices you can still we, we both we talked about this we like to eat a volume of food yes. and you still do yes. i mean it's probably a lot less mm-hmm. but you can still get full but of the right things right right and i and i think that you know again early on in the journey of of what i'm doing um what i was doing i really I, i'm a numbers guy i like crunching numbers i like seeing science i like uh, hearing different viewpoints, even if it's something that I don't think is is correct, I still want to hear what people have to say. And you know, one of the other things I learned early on is that um, if you're eating the right things, you don't have to eat as much. Your body becomes satisfied sooner. You know, if you if you if you're filling up with empty carbs uh, or you know junk foods, basically, then your body's going to want to crave more to put in your face because it's not getting the nutrients that it needs. But if you eat nutrient packed foods, whether they be uh, you know different kinds of vegetables or you know meat or, or whatever it happens to be, you're going to feel fuller faster because your body's getting what it needs and is hitting those receptors in your in your uh, stomach that's sending the message to your brain that you don't need it anymore. You know, um, so that's a, that was a huge thing. So yeah, so I can still do uh, experiment and, and and try different things out. I mean, it, it's made me say, okay, well. You know how do I cook this okra, or how do I cook, you know, Ooh, this like uh, Swiss yeah. chard? You know, like oh, you know, the, yeah, right fantastic. things I never yeah. would have bought before, right. Because it it's a variation, but I can learn how to incorporate that and what kind of nutrients it gives me, and right, and, you know, so. 
you're bringing up some things as I'm thinking about, and as as I'm kind of writing the book uh, uh, for my weight loss, I'm I'm seeing patterns in people who are successful, and I'm hearing the same words from you that I've heard in folks who have long-term success in their weight loss. And some of what it is is learning about the foods that they're eating and educating themselves, the meal prep, the setting up a schedule, and also kind of the, the way you're viewing it because you had this long-term view of you know, I'm going to do this now, and then I got to have a long-term view of changing habits. It's not a diet. It's not a short-term thing. It's it's a whole lifestyle. Which you use that word, and that's really the key. I think where we where in the past we've probably hurt ourselves is looking at I'm going to go on a diet, and then that I'm done. And you're like, well, wait a second. No, I got to change habits. But there are some key things in the words that you're saying that I hear. The meal prep. Almost everybody I know who's had long-term success in losing large amounts of weight, meal prep. And it's hard. I mean, it takes time. But in the, in the long run, I mean, I use the word health is an investment in your future. And time is important. You know, I don't have the time to work out. Okay? I, I hear you. But you got to look at some of the things differently. And you took a different mindset. You kind of said, well, my kids are very, very important. But really, in the chain of me getting up in the morning, my health is number one because I'm not any good with them. These are key things, John. And I, I'll be honest with you. When I listen to other people, and I, I hate to set a, a bleak sort of picture. I, I'm probably the pessimist sometimes on some of these things. We, we can be the yin and yang sure. here. But when I don't hear those things, I start to wonder if people are really going to, to have success. I mean, anybody can lose weight. It's, it's, I hate to say it's not hard because it is but the harder part is is the, is the maintenance and i'm so happy to hear it. you're catching on to some of these things that i'm seeing consistently with people it, it's I, I people don't want to accept that it, you know i'm going to have to always think about what i eat when you start educating yourself and that's the other thing that you did that's important i mean some people have I don't know, let's just say classic cars and they'll go out and they'll spend money on putting high grade oil in it, high grade gas and these type of things. But they don't think about the stuff they're shoving into their pie hole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wouldn't you think it's hard because it takes a mindset when you start realizing that over time, I mean, you, you, you can, you know, eat one piece of pie and, you know, okay, you don't die from it. It's a long-term process. And the next thing you know, you were 330 pounds, and it's like, you know, right. holy shit, what happened? You know, and, you know, it, it takes time to get there. My friend Vance the other day said that, and he says, you got your whole lifetime to get back, yep. you know, and, you, and it sounds like you're, you're starting to realize that, that there's this path on the way back that's it's not a. I love that you're saying the straight line. It, that's another thing that people get scared of. It's like you're gonna f up. Yeah. And that's a okay. Lot. Yeah. A lot. And you already yeah. say, hey, and you got this attitude. I know I'm gonna do it, and you know I set this bar at a reasonable level so that when I jump over it by a mile, and dude, this is the thing I love about you. You're jumping way over this bar. You know, 20 miles or something. I'm like, oh my. When you told me, when you texted me that earlier, I was like, this dude is crazy. I love him. He's just crazy. <laughs> but you know, it's going to take crazy people to change the world. And you're taking it now because you're living your life. Don, the biggest thing that makes 
me happy in all of this and all the work that I'm doing now is seeing a smile on people's faces. When I, when I first met you and then I started seeing your posts and I saw the look on your face, okay? And it wasn't just pride and, hey, look at me. You're alive. And I mean, and it's not that, okay, I'm not talking about alive and dead. I mean living. Mm-hmm. There was a point maybe that you were existing, Yes. Bad marriage, um, you know, I don't want to label that. You know, it sounds like it was strange. You were divorced. Let's say yeah. stressful. Yeah, stressful marriage, you know, trying to run a business. And, that, and it was probably a point you were just kind of going through the motions. And you just like, just getting through the day. There was no John, really. It was just kind of. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I definitely, yes, built, I was, I was uh, in the throes of building a business. I was, um, I was, um, I'd given up music you know, for the most part. Uh, I hadn't picked up an instrument in years and uh, I wasn't working out. I wasn't playing rugby. I wasn't doing anything of that nature. I was just uh, basically what you said. I was existing. I was, uh, you know, I thought I was having fun and I was, you know, I would hang out with friends all the time and stuff like that, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't living thriving. You know, it wasn't thriving. It wasn't, right. uh, it wasn't doing anything near what I'm doing now. And, uh, you know, realizing what, is important to me, you know, and what I could be doing. Uh, Cause I, I, I said, okay, well, this is what my life is going to be. Mm. And I was okay with it. Well, yeah. I thought, I thought I was you settled. Yeah. I settled. Yeah. And um, it's okay. I'm, you know, I'm never going to, I'm not going to play any more music. That was it. That oh. actually was a huge killer for me. I think as soon as I started playing again, uh, it, it made a big difference in my life, John, because it's you, man. <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's, that's how we met. So uh, you guys have watched me, you know, you know, I'm a big crazy metal head. That's how I met John, another fellow met had We went to Judas Priest last year, brother, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We had a good time with that. And uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more about music, too, because, you know, that's part of the reason I, I, I love, you know, hanging out with you guys because it's, it's just awesome. And, you you know, I, I love the fact that you've been able to balance some of this stuff. You know, you bring so much positivity to what you're doing. You're showing people that, you know, hey, I've got all these things going on. It's not, and you don't do it in a boastful way. That's, you know, that's the other thing. It's not like, haha, for me, look at my life. It's so great or anything. Because obviously there's struggles. Obviously there's that. But you made a choice, okay, to be happy. You choose it every day. It's not easy. You know, going through divorce is probably one of the hardest things somebody can ever do in their whole life. It's, it's horrible. Living with health problems that you had are not easy. Raising two young boys and going through a divorce is not easy. Running your own business is not easy. Trust me, I'm trying to start my own too. And it's like, you know, sometimes you're like, you're scared. You don't know what you're doing. And you, but you're making choices because at this point, it's like, all right, I can give up and settle. And then you started to say, well, I don't know, maybe there's another way. And that's what you talked about, right? You know, I like that we kind of talked about that transition, the person that inspired you that you saw, and he's like, you know, okay, I'm going to try this out. And, you know, you tried to keep, seemed to work. And now here you are, and it's like you're paying it forward to people. And you're not even f- completely done with your journey either. And that's, you know, you're, you're still, you told me, you, you know, I don't know what you want to say, 60, 75, yeah. you know. Or, 60 more. Yeah. Yeah, you're a numbers guy, so yeah. did you calculate it? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, and, and honestly, I, I, uh, I had seen people posting 
their journeys on Facebook. You obviously one of them. Yep. Uh, you were a, a big inspiration to me. Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously, uh, yourself and, and a couple other people that I that I value their um, their journey as personal inspirations. Uh, uh, and I said, okay, um, I'm going to be publicly accountable i think accountability is is an important thing Mm -hmm. and uh, i said if these people can put themselves out there like this then i can do it too and uh like you said i'm not necessarily doing it for uh look at me look at me i've never gotten that impression never Um, Never. but but at the same time i'm saying hey hold me accountable you know right like that's i'm holding myself accountable i have no excuses yeah anybody can do it in private and i did it for many years in private right Uh, but by putting it out there and telling everyone hey here's what i'm doing right then I I have to you know I'm holding you gotta live up like, to it I gotta live up to it and um, by doing that as well one of the side benefits and it it really is um, it, it's it still amazes me yeah. when people I get text mail and you I'm yes. sure you do too yeah. uh, I get texts or a Facebook message or an email or a phone call uh, saying hey I see all your posts and it made me want to go to the gym or I see all your posts and. I, I started eating better or I stopped smoking or uh, one of my lifelong friends uh, called me up the other day, two weeks ago, and he said, I see you go to the gym every day or almost every day or I see you working out. I see you always running and everything. He's like, I started running. I hired a personal trainer. He's like, and, and, and a person who was in the same boat as me as far as uh, didn't eat healthy. Um, he was, He's a smoker, like so I didn't have that, but um, he had that going against him. Um, he uh, works insane amount of hours you know mm-hmm. uh, more than i ever did yep. uh but in it, another person who had excuses to say well i'm just too busy to take care of myself but he said that you know seeing me being able to do it inspired him to do it and wow. that's just such a good feeling you know right. like i i just I, I don't know how to say you know like some again someone who i've grown up with i've known since uh i was 10 years old telling me that i helped get them motivated to go out and take care of themselves is is huge and uh, and i put that out there all the time when every time i post like i posted a transformation picture the other day i, I know i oh man <laughs> that smile every time you get me john every time i look at that smile but i but i say to everyone I, I i if you want me to come run with you i'll do it you want to come to my house and work out in my gym with me Let's do it. You and want he me means to, it, guys. You know, and I, I'm totally out there. I am always <laughs> looking for new opportunities to, to 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 do things. And sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. But I'm I'm I want to support people who want to support themselves. You know, I think that's the other key too. Is that right. you know I can't go to the gym for you. Right. I can't put the food in your mouth. Right. But if you want to do it, I can. I'll do my best to help. And you you know and people just got to try. I mean it, it's. Sometimes I wonder, it's like if you just at least give it a chance and see how it feels, but sometimes people aren't there either. And we're not here to try to convince people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're showing results to show that it can be done, mm-hmm. right? And we're not, it's not to be in people's faces. It's not to brag. I think sometimes people look at it and feel it's unattainable. Well, oh, John, well, you know, you're just lucky. You know, you're just, <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, no. Pull up the uh, old Obi-Wan. There's no such thing as luck. I know. <laughs> it's the force. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I, I get I, I get people coming to me, you know, asking me questions like, how can I help my brother lose weight or, you know, or this one or that one? And it's like, well, they got to be in a place ready to do that and ready to commit. You can't convince anybody to do it. I mean, when when people are big, and, or, and they have health problems. They want to change their situation, but I think something has to click. 
we talked about that with you. You know, it clicked with you. It doesn't always happen right away with certain people. Mm-hmm. But the thing that once you get into this momentum, and I remember when I that happened to me where I was like, I actually wrote an article on this. It's called Inspiring People Gives Me Fuel. And I was just like, I, I was something I didn't expect. And it sounds like you were a little surprised too. And it just wants, it just makes you want to keep going because it's like, well, now I got a responsibility. I don't want to let my fans down, right? And I still, I sometimes I just feel like, I, I don't want to say I feel like a sham because guys, I don't want you to feel like that about me. But sometimes I just feel like, you know, I'm just doing what I do. I'm not like magical or anything. I'm just a regular guy. But I do have some knowledge in terms of what I've done and some of the mind things. And you had to go through a lot of mind things to kind of transition that. There's physical work and there's a lot of mental work because, you know, we talked about this earlier too before the show was, you know, a lot of people struggle with emotional issues, why they're eating. And I I liken it to me. I'm just talking for me. I, you know, I don't some people kind of get a little uptight about when I say this, but I have, have had, and I still have emotional struggles and I often turn to food, sometimes substances in the past. I've had trouble with alcohol too. And I had to learn things to kind of manage it. And that's what you're setting now is you're learning, you know, you realize you, you got to know yourself, you know, and, um, you know, as we get older, we find that our body's not, acting the way it used to anymore stuff doesn't uh <laughs> you know and uh, actually i've gotten some interesting questions on that one too okay. we, we talk about later so I, i've got to ask some interesting this is an adult show we could talk about later but um you know people have asked me questions about you know stuff but aside from that you know it's it's that stuff that you didn't think about that's kind of keeping you going and i'm not i i mean a lot of people don't want to share their personal business you know, they don't want to, and I was that way. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't put my journey out there and I put it about, eh, I'm going to say halfway through. And then it was like, that's where it just skyrocketed. And I was like, holy shit, you lost 120 pounds. And I'm like, yeah, I've been just kind of working on it. And then I, that's when I, the click to me, it was like, this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you ever start use it's bigger than you? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that obviously you start for yourself, right. uh, but if you can pass that on, if you can set a good example and you can offer help where, you know, where, where it's wanted, uh, then, then you can pass that on. You can pay it forward to, uh, especially to the people that you care about, right. you know, and you know, I care about my family. I care about, you know, uh, my father who has started his journey. Yeah, um, yeah. I care about my kids and setting a good example and helping them start those habits now so they don't have to get to 300 plus pounds and then work backwards, you know? Uh, yeah. so things like that, my friends that have, like you said, that have, have, uh, said that I've inspired them. Um, you know, I want, First and foremost, to help the people that I care about, but anybody else that uh, that can see that it's possible, I, if it helps them, then I'm you know I feel grateful for being able to do that. I love that. I love that. And I, I, I'm looking at a world right now where you know there's still a lot of people out there that struggle, but we're seeing we're seeing stories out there, and I and I and I'm not putting any of them down i think sometimes they always paint just the rosy picture you've been very transparent and that's great because 
I think where we can also talk the realistic, and that's this is what Mike inspires me all about, is really just trying to paint a realistic picture about what it takes to get there, not trying to sugarcoat it. At the end, it is the the work that we put into it. It far exceeds the struggle part that's in it. But hey, if you're already struggling every day, anyways, life is a struggle. I mean. It, your your problems don't suddenly go away when you suddenly you know change things about your life your mentality is better now your health is better now your confidence is better now you're able to handle these things that come up in life it's trying to struggle for a word i was going to say something else but you know but shit happens yeah it and, does yeah. and, and you it's it doesn't just magically go away i mean you're gonna have days when you're depressed but the, the thing is when you're when you're physically ta- in your I I'm sure you're finding this now. It's like, well, it's not that bad. What now that I'm taking care of myself? So, uh, one thing I would definitely uh, say, and it was solidified in a book I read recently, um, is the consistency. Right? Yep. Is the it, once you get the momentum going, and I I read uh, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Uh, it was recommended to me by Mariah. She read it. She lives by it, and. Uh, that consistency uh, he likened to uh, when you're a kid and you have the little merry-go-round spinny thing and all your friends pile on it, right? In the beginning, you're running and it's hard. You're pushing and it's trying to get up momentum. And it's, it's hard. And sometimes you slip in the mud and, and it stops and you have to start again. But once it gets spinning and you jump on, it's easy to maintain once you keep going. Right. And I look at this exactly the same. That's a it's, great analogy, it, man. It, it's it, it's uh, You start... And sometimes it gets harder in the beginning. You're like, sure. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be accountable now. I'm gonna take responsibility. And you might have a down in the beginning. Right. It might be harder. You're digging in. It's 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 rusty. It's you know you don't know what to do. And life gets hard before it gets easier. But once you mm. get in that momentum, and once you get consistent, even if you start small, you know, it, 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 say you drink soda every day. Drink one less a day. Replace right. it with water. Replace it with seltzer water. Yep. You know, replace something. Eat one less hamburger. You know, uh, have one less cigarette. You know, it could be minuscule, but if you start that momentum, then it gets easier, and then you can add something else onto it. I um, I, I have a journal that I keep. I yep. started at the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I've been doing this for a couple years now. Yep. But at the beginning of the year, I said, you know what? I'm going to track daily activities because yep. I'm going to be accountable to myself even more than I already am. So I started. Uh, on January 1st and I write new ones every day January 1st I want to do uh, I started a push up and a sit up challenge I've been seeing that is that, I have a, that the, the dice and stuff that's a different oh, thing that's a different that's thing, thing. Yeah. so uh, I'll talk about that in a second yeah. but I started a push up and challenge and, and, and sit up challenge so I have a group of friends that said oh, they want yeah. to do it and we have a private Facebook group and anybody can come just so you know oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. every day we had one more push up and one more sit up so we're up to day 73 today oh my gosh so everybody does 73 push ups and 73 sit ups every day tomorrow wow. will be 74 Right. Are you doing so, them in a row or like? Are no, you, you can break it up. You can okay, break okay, it up. But right. for that day, you have to do that many. <laughs> so, so we're going to get all the way to December 31st and be doing 365 in one day. Holy and mackerel. So I said it. So I, I started checking that off. So I put those on. And then yeah. for Christmas, one of the things Mariah got me were those, the two uh, dice that you see. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm going to start selling these. I should pick Uh-oh. up a yeah, bunch of them. Because yeah. so, everybody's asking me, where do you get these things? Really? And I'm going to say, me. You can get them from me. But nice. not yet. Yeah, so yeah, go no, find okay, them on okay, Amazon. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, um, but I roll those every day. I roll both dice. And I and I add those to my thing. It's just a little extra. It just adds a little it's flair. A, a little, And it's different. It yeah. mixes it up. You know. Um, so I started doing that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go for a run every day. 
So I still am trying to get my certain amount of steps in every day, which you right. know right now is around twenty thousand a day wow. minimum. But I said I'm going to run at least a mile a day. Yep. You know, sometimes I'm going to run three or four, five, ten miles, but I want to run at least one mile a day to keep my cardio. Right, you you set right. yourself a goal. Yeah. Um, and then I do. I was saying before I do my workouts. I do I do beach body workouts. I, right. and I've gotten involved with that. Woo. And so I do. I started with insanity, and that was really what kicked me off. My what a place to start, too, brother! <laughs> yeah, right. That's what people say. You sure you want to start with that one? Yeah. And I did, and that's I was doing that last summer, and wow. uh, got really into it. Yeah. And then I said, so sometimes I do a ten minute yoga on Beachbody. Sometimes right. I do an hour and a half lifting session. Right. But I try and do something every day. I've added meditation in. I've added tracking my food in. In my yeah. journal. So my journal list gets longer and longer for what I do by the day, and I don't hit them all every day. Right. So, I, and, But I give myself permission to say it's not okay to check every box every day, okay, and I yeah. drop my expectations. But do you have a minimum somewhere in there? I got to do my dice. I got to do my push-ups and sit-ups. Okay. So you got to get yes, – so, you, you, you set yeah. yourself a baseline. Right. And then if you exceed it, right. that's, that, that's that mantra you have. Yes. So you're not so I like guys. So what John and I talked about, just to make sure, because he and I are kind of speaking in code here. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, you know, he kind of sets himself a baseline. Is the way he described it a little differently, but but he usually exceeds it. You know, he doesn't expect that. You know, he's always going to do the, the the run. He's not going to always do all the you know the insanity or whatever in a day. But he's getting his minimum, and he's usually exceeding it anyway. So, um, but that's but I, I think that's when you set yourself up for success. Then you're more likely to want to keep going. Right, I think it's a it's a way of of, of changing. Really, it's like a 180 of looking uh, the way you approach things. Right, so people look at okay, I'm going to do this every day. Right, right. and setting a setting a 100 percent uh, success rate <laughs> is impossible. Yeah. Nobody people can do it for certain periods of time, but nobody can do it forever. Nope. You're going to have a bad day. Uh, I, I had taken uh, Kempo for a few years with the boys, and oh, nice. and. Uh, the, our sensei had said uh, something to the effect that you don't know when you wake up if you're going to be weak or strong. So you have to learn how yeah. to handle yourself no matter what because you can overpower someone if you're strong on a good day. Right. But if you're not good, you have to learn. You have to be able to handle yourself. So I feel the same thing with this. If I say I'm going to do, I'm going to run five miles every day, and one day I don't do it, right. I can kick myself and say oh, I didn't do it. I failed. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to give up on this because I missed one day. Instead. Flipping it around and saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, if I run anything today, I'm happy, and whether I run one or five, so I drop my expectations as much as possible. Sometimes yeah. you have expectations, but yeah. you know you can't, get, you can't get over that. that's human. But I try to drop expectations as much as possible, and that way I am happy for the things I accomplish instead of upset about the things I didn't accomplish. My gosh, that that's. You know what Terry says to me, and I, I love Terry. I'm going to write a book someday of her sayings, but she has a saying. He got to meet Terry tonight, my crazy wife. She's guys, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't live with her and can't live without her, yada, yada, yada. Uh, she says something's better than nothing, and I, I like that mantra too because it's the same kind of thing, a little differently phrased, but it's kind of like you know, you're getting out there and you're just doing, doing something. You set yourself that baseline, and then it's like – because like, even when I work out too – I'll go downstairs, you know, I'll, I'll, I do crazy, like I do shoulder presses with 50-pound dumbbells. I, I know I'm insane, but I'll do that. But some days I can't, and it might be maybe I didn't get good sleep or whatever, but I still go down there. I still show up. I think Vance might even talk about showing up too, and, and you know, we, I show up, 
and I get stay in the routine. And that sounds like yep. what you're doing. Yeah. It's more important that you stay in the routine. You're setting yourself a, a, a you know, sort of a, a habit. Yep. So that you're doing, you're getting in there, and you're and you're just getting your body used to it. I mean, because you're feeling good, you're probably that's why you're you're consistently exceeding. But you're you're constantly rewarding yourself with that ex, exceeding it. Yeah. That's crazy, right? You like you said, it's just like this mind trick almost. Yeah, it totally is. It, it's it's uh. You kind of got to fake it till you make it. Uh, that's part of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked yeah. about that. We got to patent and, that uh, one. <laughs> uh, and I think that the other thing is that um, you just got to start. You just got to do it oh, because yeah. you're always going to find a reason why now is not the good time. Now is never the good time to start anything right now. Yes, it's never amen, good brother. right now. So if today's not good, if tomorrow is not good, if you're waiting for something, just start. So if you can't run a marathon today, you run a mile today. Right. Nobody if- can run a marathon just day one. No. So – it can't say, well, I'm going to be ready. Well, I'll run the marathon when I'm when I can run 26 miles. Mm. No, people don't do that. People work up to it. They run, you know, they run three miles, two miles, five miles, ten miles, twelve miles. Maybe they're not running a full marathon every day, but they practice and then they just go do it. John, I think this is a good time if you don't mind sharing the story of your father a little bit. So that's a perfect example of something like that, right? If you don't, do you mind sharing? Yeah, it? I'll, I'll share. So, yeah. uh, um. My, my father's a, 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 a large Italian man, yeah. uh, always been in fairly good shape, except for, you know, big belly, you yeah. know, just a, you picture an Italian guy. That's that's him. Uh, but always was a physical laborer. Like he owned a painting company for, for with my uncle for uh, 40 years almost, I think, um, was always uh, working on the things in the house and the car. They always always doing physical stuff. But he. He got bigger. You know, he was in. It was like one sixty, one seventy. Graduated high school. He used to tell me he used to love to play basketball. And yeah, everything. Yeah. Um. But over the years, as these things happen, uh, he, he got out of shape and 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 yep. put on a, a lot of weight and everything. And as you've heard earlier, uh, as I said earlier, we did Weight Watchers together. We did Nutrisystem. <laughs> I like, love that. Like we've tried a bunch of different things together. Right. And. Uh, um, one of the tags I use on uh, one of the hashtags I use on Instagram and Facebook is through hike uh, because <laughs> I had said uh, one time in my life, sometime in the future, not now, I want to through hike the Appalachian Trail. It's something I've always wanted to do. You know, you guys know that that piqued my interest, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, hike with Mike, hike the Appalachian Trail with Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's 2,100 miles from right. uh, from uh, uh, Amicalola, in, uh, in, uh, which is the like where the hotel is that you start from in Georgia. It's seven miles from the first mountain. Oh, my gosh. He's already researched. All the way up to Mount Katahdin, uh-huh. right? And uh, the best time to start is the beginning of March. So that way you get to you avoid the bugs, you avoid some of the weather, but you're not trudging through snow in the right. north. Um, so I said I, I'm going to do this. I said I'm definitely going to do this. I don't know if it's going to be in two years or ten years, but I'm going to do it because uh, it's something I always wanted to do. And then if I get through that, maybe I'll do the the Pacific uh, uh, Coast Trail and the uh, you know the other the, the Triple Crown and then the the Trans you know the 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 other big ones right. around because right. oh, I just I love, love it. it. It's just oh. time. That's really just time. Yeah, you 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 could take years. You could do partial. Yeah, you know you could do it in, in three or four months. You know it right. depends on how much you want to push and and what kind of time you can dedicate. But I said one day I'm going to through hike this, which means beginning to end. Uh, that's my goal. Right. So my father, who is almost 65, will be 65 in November, uh, said, I've always wanted to do that too. And I didn't know that. He's always, he loves. And he looked other. at this guy and he's yeah. heavy and he's <laughs> right. older. and. But I saw potential. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. if you think you can do it, 
you can do it. Oh, that positivity, and, John. And yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm overly optimistic. I, I, people, someone says you can do it. I believe you. You know, prove me wrong. You know, do it. You can do it. Right. So I said to him, I made him a promise. I said, would you like to do it before you're 70? He's like, yeah, I had to, you know, get in shape and everything. I said, I'll tell you what, you get in shape and I'll do it with you. I said, and I will help you get in shape if you want me to. You know, you have to want to do it, but I will help you because I think this would be awesome if we could do this together. And so he went out for a, he went out for a walk uh, by himself. Yeah. Unfortunately, pulled a muscle in his right, in right. his hip. Right, he pulled a hip flexor. He thought he was had a back problem, but ended up being a, a hip flexor right. issue. But he is at that point uh, said, "I need to take control of my uh, my, my my health more." Right. Right. So he started uh, eating with me the way I eat, right. and 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 uh, yep. it, just little bits, just little bits of change. Drinking a gallon of water a day, you know, and drinking this coffee a little different, no sugar, and, and you know, eating uh, more greens. He he was he was like me. He is like me, where we love good food. So yep. big steak, big salad, everything. So it's cutting it back and measuring it. I got him into. Uh, I used the Lose It app. Uh, to track my food yep. and that was one of the things he's like oh there's a lot of tracking on you know what we're eating it's important though. it's very important so i showed him the app i showed him how to use it he's like wow this makes things a lot easier it tracks my it tracks your nutrients as you go so you pop it in or pop in what you think you're going to eat and it right. tells you where you're going to be you so know, and yeah. he's doing great with it already i want to pause real quick yeah. on that john because it, it's I, I think for people to understand with these tracking apps because i used my fitness pal there's several benefits real quick that you, and you're teaching this old dog a new <laughs> trick here your your father that one especially at his age too now he's you know he's older you know man he's had habits that he's building for 65 years but he probably has no idea really what he's eating he was just probably just eating when you track your food and as tedious as it is and trust me I know and I know John does too some days you're like oh my gosh I, I don't want to record everything it's so important as part, and this is another thing I've seen in the success of people. You, it, cre- it, it creates an awareness. You suddenly are aware of what's going in uh, the pie hole, I call it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up into there. Yeah. So that's the first thing I see, okay? And people don't like it, but, you know, you have to be. If you've got uh, problems with your health and, that are starting in your mouth, you have to pay attention to that. And the tracking app helps you with that. I mean, you can track it on paper too, but nowadays with these apps, it's fantastic because the next thing it does, it kind of gives you, it educates you on the calorie content yep. Yep. and the, the the quality, the nutritional quality of the food. And it's like, oh, who cares? Well, there's a big difference between 100 calories of broccoli and 100 calories of a Snickers bar. Absolutely. And they're not the same. Not at all. Calorie to calorie is not the same right. thing. All right, absolutely, and and I'm going to reference uh, uh, the compound effect again. Uh, one of the things, and it's something you and I have known, right. uh, whether you read the book or not, you learn this as you track things. But uh, one of the things that Darren said in the book is that if you want to change any habit, track it, because the simple fact of becoming aware of it, what you just said, will make you change yep. your habit. Say you could say to someone, okay, don't change your eating at all. Just write down everything you eat. Yep, and People, after a week, you're like, I don't want to write down five donuts. You know, yeah. I don't want to write down six pints of beer. <laughs> I don't want, you know, I, you get self-conscious almost. You're like, I don't want to write that, you know. Right. Um, and so just by the fact that you're becoming aware of it, you're like, oh, man, what am I doing to myself? So that alone, without saying you're going to change your habits, right. will change your habits. 
And then once you decide to actually make a change, it's that much easier. But like you said, tracking it, and as I said before, I'm a very big data guy. So what, right. the points that you said where I can see my macros, I can see how many yeah. carbs, fats, and proteins and eating, and and uh, how much fiber I'm having and how many calories I'm having, right. that, to me, that's huge. Plus, I also like seeing trends and graphs and things like that, <laughs> like, where you can't get that on paper. you right. know. Right. But if, you, if paper is your way... And yeah, do it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, do it. I, I, nowadays it doesn't make sense anymore. Most people have computers right. and, and, and uh, uh, smartphones to be able to do that. Right. But so dad's starting this now. He's got his own smartphone. You educated yep. him on how to use it. Yep. And at first, did he he balked a little bit at some point about um, it? Or so the the first the first week we did a very bland menu. Yeah. Right. We said I said okay. Here's what you're having for breakfast every day. Here's what you're having for lunch for every day. Here's what you're having for dinner for every day. It was the same thing every day for a week. Yeah. By the by, day five, he was like, "I can't. I we got to switch the menu up next week." He's like, yeah. "I gotta. I can't do this." Yeah. Now me, I I, I was utilitarian. I yes. did it for six weeks straight. Oh my the gosh. Same menu. This is why we're brothers, man. I could do the same thing. <laughs> just did, yeah. I powered through it. Yeah. Because honestly, as a single guy, yeah, I could prep my meals for the entire week in two hours on a Sunday. Yeah. So I didn't care. I was eating chicken and broccoli. Two meals every every day. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine with me. But after a while, yeah, I get yeah, it. You, yeah, you yeah. want some variety. Sure. So I said, okay. I'm like, Dad. That's when the app started coming. I said, here. I planned this out for you because I know this stuff. It's easy. I said, but if you want to add something else, say he's like, oh, I want to buy some salmon. Okay, fine. See where it falls in your ratios. Does it fit for yep. what you need to do? Or technically, everything fits. But are you hitting the right numbers, and where do you need to fill in? Yeah, I said if you want to make a different meal every night, you can. Right. But then you just have to track a different meal every night. To me, um, my thinking is different. Right. I don't. I don't want to spend the time on that. Like I it's more to, simple for right. you. But your father, it sounds like variety is a little more important to right. him to right. keep him interested. Absolutely, and that's fine if yeah. that's what works. Right. That's like I said. You got to do what works for you. Yep. If I told him he had to eat uh, chicken and broccoli every meal for the next two months, he wouldn't do it. And I don't play. You know, yeah, I, no, most, I, most people wouldn't. So no, it's not just I, him, but most people wouldn't. I'm like you. I could probably yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. I uh, just like over and over and over. And that's, that's how I've been staying. Right. But my wife is different. She's like, yeah. she says, here's another Terry. The same old, same old, she tells me. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that that did for me because of my love of food that, that you also oh. share is that doing that same meals, yeah. the same three meals every day over and over and over for such a long period of time. I don't say completely broke me of my love, but it made me realize how utilitarian food can be. Right. It's like you need the fuel. Right. You need the right fuel. Right. It doesn't have to be um, something you're 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 looking forward to. It's like I just put the fuel in my face yeah. and I keep going. So then now I can enjoy it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, did you did you find that it changed your mental association from some of those things? It's like you. I mean, I don't know. I eat a big bag of vegetables every day for for lunch. Yeah. And I actually kind of look forward to it when I even even though I, I literally eat the same thing every day, yeah. but I just love it. I have my I mix salsa with hummus. Yum. I, and uh, I mean, I vary the hummus, but it's mostly salsa with a dollop of hummus in yep. it. I mix it up and I do, I do broccoli, baby carrots, celery and uh, what are the uh, tomato, little cherry tomatoes. Okay. And I think radish I do. In it, oh, and nice. I just okay. but I eat it like every day. Right. And I, I dude, I bring a big bag of it. And I, I see my coworkers kind of look at me tilted, like you know, wow, like every day, and I'm like, it's just simple. I don't want to have to think right. about it. Exactly, exactly. But dad needs a little. He needs a little rice. So you did that with him. He has the salmon, yeah. a few other things. It sounds yeah. like you shook it up. Yep. And he, this is just recent too, so it's not it's like been on two weeks. Right. Just but about, you got him to about. start. Yes. This is the thing, you know. 
that's not always easy to do. And I have a lot of friends, like, you know, I've said that who come to me and ask me about, you know, how do I get so-and-so to do it? He had to be willing. Yes. You found an in with him. You know, you found something like this, this hiking, you know, the yep. AT, dude, and you might got me on this too. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I, I can't not. Okay. I got I know. I can't promise anything, but I, boy, did it just pique my interest. <laughs> hiking the trail. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, that emotional connection. Yeah. It's just like the emotional connection we talked about with food. I, I, I mean, I think that when you can find that, that's the motivation that people need to figure out that, yeah, this is, this is something that is better than all the hard work. It's you flipped it. Got to find your why. When yeah. you find people and I'll bring, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it back a step to my background in sales, right? Ah. That's how anything is sold. That's how we sell things on ourselves, how to sell ourselves on things. Right. So sales doesn't necessarily mean somebody's coming to your door to sell you a vacuum cleaner. Right. It's like convincing yourself to right. do something is sales. Right. You know, it, it, it's convincing someone to do something on their own. Right. You're not making any money on it, but it's still sales. It's a sales. The process is the same. And it's all about finding your why. What's right. the value to you? For doing this, the value for me might be different from the value for you. You know, exactly. it's different than the value for my father. It's different than the value for everyone. But when you find what the value, what the motivator is, what that value is, what your why is, right? That's where you hook someone mm. to do and and to do the right thing in this case to take care of yourself because of why? Because you want to hike the trail. Because right. I want to be there for my kids. Because I want to see my grandkids get married, you know, because, you know, I want to live to 100, you know, whatever people's whatever is important to them. I want to travel the world. Yep. You know, you can't travel the world if you're in a wheelchair. I mean, you can, but are you going to enjoy it? It's it's that much less pleasant. You can't probably can't go into certain, you know, attractions and whatever. Right. Right. You're limiting yourself. Right. And why not live? We don't know what hand we're going to be dealt in life. We certainly have genetic factors that cause limitations in our lives. We end up with conditions chronic conditions but whatever we can control why not right you can control what goes in your mouth even though some days i tell you i don't know if i can i just i feel that grip around me sometimes with a with a a boston cream cake but you know but sometimes you know but you got to learn how to control those things your physical activity yeah sure you've got you you know i get people you know who tell me well i got bad knees bad back and this and that i'm like well what can you do right it, you know, one of the things I, I, I found when I you talk about find your why, I talk about it, almost a similar thing. It's like when you start making excuses why you should do something as opposed to not. Yes. Making excuses to go out. And it's like every weekend I, I, I go into Martin. It's, it's been going on for years. And I, I don't even know why I still ask, but I go to Terry and go, um, do you mind if I go hiking today? And every day she's like, I know you go every weekend. And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, but I just want to make sure that, you know, you didn't want to spend time together or if you want to come with me. But I make, but I'm always looking for an excuse to kind of do something for myself because it's, it's a different mindset, right? As opposed to kind of just always making all those excuses why the, the why you shouldn't. Right. Right. And there are a million whys, but to really, you know, once you change it, you don't really think about the why you shouldn't anymore. Right. Because there are a lot, right, John? I mean, you've got a lot of things that I, I should be focusing on my business more. I, right. John, I'm letting my house fall apart and it's like <laughs> because I'd rather be out hiking right. instead of, you know, fixing my, you know, ugly siding. Because yep. to me, 
I'm never going to regret that my house had ugly siding right. with all the years I'm spending hiking now. Right. And that, that's another thing they talk, people talk about, like uh, deathbed uh, regrets, right? Nobody re- regrets that they didn't work more, you know, or they didn't regret that they painted their house again. or They regret not going out and living. Yeah. Or the overwhelming things when people are dying, they say, damn, I really wish I did this. I, that was the thing when I when my father died, and we talked about. You know, I know you read my dad's story, and it is it is gripping. It, it's hard, but when I dad died, I I saw regret in his face, and I think for me, and hopefully, you know, none of you guys have to go through that. And unfortunately, I know you haven't with with you know with, with that. But it, it's when you see somebody kind of look back on our life, and they're like, oh shit, you know. And I I truly feel that, and that so my why became. A little different for me initially because I was just kind of like, I don't want to do it. And like you said, it's like if you're waiting for the perfect moment. I mean, I was 400 something pounds. I don't even know how much, but I just like screw it. You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier, too, and we could have listeners on here. You know, some of them are like, well, how, where the heck am I going to start? Well, I say, and I'm curious what you say, just start. Just start. Where? So, Just figure it out. I mean, it's... I had a buddy email me uh, yesterday. He's a, a, a former rugby player in, in high school. We yep. have our alumni game coming up in June, like yep. we do every year. He said, hey, I really want to play the game this year. Yeah. And uh, he is never he's not played any of the alumni games prior. Okay. And I said, awesome. He's like, but I need to, I need to start running. Where should I start? And I said, uh, he's like, Cause I want to be able to run on the field. Sure. And I said, oh, perfect. It's March. The game is in June. Oh, geez, I said, yeah. you know, you get plenty of time. I said, do you, uh, uh, he's like, but I smoke. He's like, just want to let you, so go easy on me. Okay. I yeah. said, I said, okay, well, do you do any running now? He said, no, I just lift. Yeah. I said, okay. Okay, well, that's, said, yeah. So you have, you know, I didn't delve into that too far. I said, okay. I said, here's what I recommend. I said, three days a week, go out for a mile walk. Yep. For the first two weeks. Yep. Just go out and, and walk a mile and get used to it. On week three. Add another day and start running a quarter of that a mile, right? So you're doing four days, you're running a quarter, walking three quarters. I yeah. said, if you can do more, good, do it. But don't kill yourself. Don't say you can do a day. That's what you talked about. Don't set it too high right. that you get discouraged, and right? And then the next week, run half a mile if you can Yep. on those four days. Then the next week, and just keep layering it in until you can't and just stay there until you can. And then the next week, add on. Right. And challenge yourself. And from that point... Uh, again, you're building. So, right. I, and I said that's what I, you know, that's what I started with. on my personal journey. I said I'm not going to be able to run at 330 pounds. Right. Um, I could, I, I, I did a, yep. a little bit, but I, I was winded in two but, minutes. And it's probably going to wreck your knees right, wreck and your, your knees back, and give yourself yeah. a heart attack, right? Sure, I, that too. Yeah. Um, when I was in the fire department, uh, I'll share this story. Uh, this was my first real health, uh, I say scare. Um, I, there's a thing called the CPAT, the, the Connecticut, uh, the, the Candidate Physical Aptitude Test. Oh, okay. okay. So um, when you're trying to get on, because I was a volunteer. Uh, right. Newtown's 100% volunteer, 300 wonderful people, six, uh, five departments plus the ambulance. Wow. Uh, didn't have a need for, for, for paid right, right. unfortunately, yep. which is nice for the town, but it was a great community, right? And I learned a lot of things, a lot, yep. a lot of things, a lot about who I was and who I wanted to be and, and a lot of stuff there. But um, when you... Right about that time, they the the a lot of departments started using this standardized physical test and physical and written called the 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 candidate physical uh, aptitude test. Yeah, and it was a standardized set of physical uh, um, 
require a physical obstacle course basically yep. to go through. And if you pass that, you got a, a valid valid card, you know, validation card. And you could go to when you apply, say, "Yeah, I passed." It's this almost test. like what the police go through, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, I was like, "Okay." Again, I was still in my. Uh, I'm invincible. I'm a fireman. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm having fun. You know. Yeah. So I decided to go take this this test, yeah. right? Because I had taken the written at, uh, in Fairfield. I was an EMT already. I had all the certifications that they needed. Sure. Except for this one piece. That's okay. I drive up to uh, wherever the the test was held at the time, and. The first test is a stairmaster for. It's definitely over a minute. It's sixty minutes or, or sixty seconds or one hundred twenty. It's 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 somewhere yep. at a certain pace. Yep. Carrying a certain amount of weight on your shoulders. Yep. To simulate carrying Perf- gear up or, or person, gear, yeah, yep. up the stairs. Yeah. And it's ten stations. Whew. After the first station. Yeah. I was my heart was pounding through my chest. Oh, good. I was about two hundred sixty pounds right at that time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And. Wow. So then I'm my head is swimming, yep. and I'm like, okay, Ooh. well, I'm going to finish this. Really? So I run to the next thing, and I'm I'm going through the motions, but I don't feel good. Oh, I'm geez. like, this is really I didn't well because I didn't expect it either. I'm no, like, no, oh, yeah. I'm in good shape. I'm I do firefighting stuff every day. Sure, yeah. Um, so I get to the last station. Yeah, I just about completed. Wow. I I walk over to the to the bathroom. Yeah. I go in the bathroom and I start blacking out. Seriously. And I, and I was like. Oh my god! I'm like I I need help. Like I and I I'm not someone. I'll drive myself you know with no, a, with an arm yeah. cut off to the yeah. You know, like I don't ask yep. for help. Like, uh, typical, you know, yeah, especially typical being guy. an EMT. I can I can yeah, like, yeah. diagnose Macho, myself. I got this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I like I walk out of the room and I'm like I need help. I'm like I can't see right and everything. So they call an ambulance. They took me away. I went to for stress tests and everything like that afterwards to see what happened. Yeah. And they said you have exercise induced ventricular tachycardia. Basically, my ventricles were pumping so fast they couldn't keep they couldn't, they couldn't keep the blood flow through. So I was passing out because the blood there wasn't enough blood to pump. It wasn't moving. It was moving. The ventricles pumping too fast, and the blood wasn't able to circulate properly. So I was like, they're like, oh, you're gonna have to go on beta blockers, or you're gonna have to do, you know, ramp down your activity. And you know, I was, and I at that point I was like, you know, f that. I'm like, yeah. Never, how old were you at the time, roughly? I was, tw- I was way before I was married. So twenty three, twenty two. Oh, you're a young guy. 20, yeah, I was young. Uh, I was young. Twenty two, maybe. Wow. Um, twenty one. It was young, but it was you know it was enough out of high school to where I wasn't in activity anymore. Right, but uh, but I, I was like, whoa. Yeah, you didn't expect that at that age, right. right? No. So that's when I that was like my first thing. I was like, I need to get in shape, and that's when I started doing like the Weight Watchers and and, and yeah, stuff. and I was fine. I never had an issue with that ever again. But that is always in my mind. I'm like, okay, if I get so out of shape, that could happen again. Yep. But now, you know, I run. I told you, I've, I've been running like crazy. And Isn't I that weird? And you're so much older. I don't know if right. you want to tell how old you are, but yeah, you know, I'm 39. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're 10 years apart. So yeah, and, sunny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bye, cracky. Yeah. Uh, but no, but yeah, but now I push myself. And I said, I'm never, you know, I'm not going to let that be an excuse. I'm not going to go on a, any beta blockers. I'm, I'm not going to yep. do any of this stuff. I'm going to. Get myself back into my physical yep. form, yep, and yep. I'm going to be able to do this without that. And oh. and I'm not knocking. Uh, I should say I'm not knocking. If somebody really needs something, yep. then you should get the help you need. But for me, I said if this you is can me being this, a fat ass. Is basically is what if I, you the can way fix I at this it. without medication. Yes. So you you may see me sometimes talking about lifestyle medicine. I talk about these things, and people don't even know what the heck I'm talking. It sounds like this crazy thing, but what you did was lifestyle medicine. Yeah. In that you said, "Okay, they're going to offer me these pills," and okay, yeah, and I like you know you said, "Yeah, if people need them, 
but you decided instead to say, let me try to try to fix my habits first yep. before we do this. Right. Before I get hooked on these pills and and at tw- 23 or 20, you know, yeah. whatever. Low 20s. You know, to be on something like that is crazy. Right. But I think not enough people are thinking like that. And I'm not recommending either to people that you don't take these things because it could be life-threatening. But on the other hand, push back on your doctors to say, are there other things that I can do besides taking pills to help treat this thing? If I, you know, you're telling you you got diabetes or any of these things, nine times out of ten, most of these problems, as John discovered, are what's going through your mouth, what's, what your health habits are. You know, There's other things, too, with lifestyle medicine, but... Um, and, and yeah. as as Americans especially, and, and I would say most of Western civilization, but Americans, right. we have the the pill for every ill mentality. Oh my gosh! And we have the we want the instant gratification of a quick fix. Oh. And again, there's right, a cost, there, isn't there? There is a, there's a huge cost to that. And um, you know, I th- I think that one thing you and I talked about was uh, uh, you know, getting surgery, getting weight loss surgery. Right? Yeah. I've had friends that go through it. You've had friends. You yep. you sat through a seminar or, yep. or a consultation about I did. it. I um, did. I never. I never considered it for myself, and I'll tell no. you why. I said to myself, uh, I was one of those, when I'm ready, I'll you know, I'll lose the weight. And that's what I'm doing because I was ready when, right. I, when I finally hit it. But I also knew from the beginning, yep. from the people that I had known that had gotten the surgery, who had all gained, pretty much all of them had gained the weight back. That's what point. I've seen, yeah. You don't learn good habits yes. from from weight loss surgery. And again, if somebody feels that they need it and there's there's a specific situation where it's right. needed, then then you do what you need yeah, to do. I'm same way. I don't. No judgment, right? Right. I don't down it either. But, but for me, I knew right. that I needed to learn the good habits, and I needed to take the hard road, and it's made the difference for me. I've had people even yell at me about that, and they said oh, it's hard work. I I have I do know of two people, and it's there's probably more, and I'm sure there's listeners out here who know of folks who who've done it, and again, um, emphasizing, and John emphasized it too. We're not downing it, but on the other hand, it does. For guys like us, and it, 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 because they do, I know the programs nowadays do teach people how to sustain it, and they're really focused on that because obviously they know the numbers that, that are happening. I, I even know of one person who died of, from complications from the surgery. I know it was someone who almost died, a friend's mother did, but yeah, so go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like, these are things, it's all, the surgery, if you think about it, and I don't know if you thought of it this way, is really just forcing you to take in less. That's all it's doing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so whether you get the gastric bypass or you get the lap band or right. it's, it's decreasing the size of your stomach right. in some way to make you feel full. Forcing of, you right, to be forcing, full. Right. Right. Whereas if you just learn how to reduce, it's better. Because you're not really learning. When you force yourself to take in less, all you're teaching yourself, in my opinion, this is my opinion, okay? I only got a bachelor's degree in psych, so I'm not like, you know. <laughs> but in my opinion, you're still learning how to eat to capacity each time. And there's a big difference between eating to capacity and eating to satiation. Yes. Yes. And I don't know that you're learning that with this. Please, if people want to talk about that, and I, I'd be happy to, to, to have folks on here to talk about that. But, you know, guys like John and I have gone on to say, you know, for us it wasn't right. For some people it might be. I do know some people, I think, because they're so far yep. that that, quote, jumpstart might help, but they're going to need intensive work. As Mike always says, it matters least the path you take to get there. 
It matters most what you do after. Yes. And um, anyway, John, we, we've kind of segued from it, but um, I think it's a good point that, you know, people understand there, there's a lot of paths here, and, you know, and that's why I wanted to kind of, you know, we pause for that and, and uh, you know, just make sure that no, people absolutely. understand where you stand on it. Yeah, I, I like like I said, I, I had a friend that got the lap band recently. Yep. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, I said more power to her. I, yeah. I, and completely, no judgment to anyone who feels that that's the right choice for them. Just be consistent afterwards. You yep. gotta, you gotta right. run with. You, you're giving yourself a chance. You're giving yourself a very invasive, yeah. Um, tra- basically traumatic, right? Uh, um, um opportunity right. to make the most of it that's well that's say, the thing right? right and they weigh out the risk and if it seems i mean in the end and, and i think you get this too if if in the end it it gives them the overall health that they needed um that's that's the, the that's most important it, right? right yeah right one of the things we talked about i and I, boy, this is becoming a long conversation. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I love it, John. We even said that it might take take a while. And yeah. uh, but there was one thing I wanted to touch on yeah. before we get so the musical part, and that's part of some of the things that excite me because you know we've got a lot of friends in the music industry here, and especially in the local scene. And um, I wanted to just touch on a couple of things that that in, that intrigued me, and what, what was the other piece I want besides the fact that you know I know you as a friend, and you know, we hang out at the shows. We we just love metal. I, I just I, I can't help myself. It's in my blood. <laughs> I, I'm just like I don't know something about a, a you know a blast beat of drums, and yeah, you know that, oh, yeah. that you know, and I, it's so I I you know it's funny. I, I I it's so weird that all my friends are rock stars. It is just like you know I I. You guys make me feel like a rock star sometimes. It's just it, it's such a cool. Oh, dude, dude, please, please. Okay, you are. You're right. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I, you know, I wonder because you guys are always out playing in bars, you know, and which is the majority where the venues are, and you know, you're around beer. You're around. I mean, let's face. It, I don't. Know, I mean, I hate to be blunt. You know, drugs. Blunt. And, yeah. <laughs> nice you know, pun. You know, yeah. And and you know, unhealthy bar food. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, guys, and I'm not, a lot of our friends struggle and I, it's hard because I see, you know, some of my friends come to me with, you know, alcohol addictions and things like that and and struggle. And how do you, I mean, it's hard to balance it even in, in that realm too. I mean, you see a lot of things, a lot of our friends, there's a lot of you guys out there who, who I'll actually be talking to and, um, who are making it in this, with these challenges as, as a musician, and do, do you find there are challenges in that environment? It's extremely challenging. Uh, but I will say that to me, my personal struggle, it's a it's a self-control challenge. Yep. Right? So it's very easy. You go out to a show, yep. whether you're attending or performing. Right. And, you know, you might want to have a, a shot to loosen up. Right. Or people always want to buy you shots during or after the performance. Sure. Or you want to stay and watch the rest of the bands and, and drink and then yep. go to the diner at 4 o'clock in the morning after everything wraps <laughs> up, right? And get yeah. cheese fries or gravy and, oh. you know, and then, uh, it, you know, it's it's very easy to eat horribly. And, you know, a lot of times you're up there performing or even in the crowd. If it's a hot day, you're sweating your ass off. Yep. You're, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm working out. I'm running around. You know, I, I can have a couple beers. And, and you know what? It's a Like I said, it's a self-control thing. I remember distinctly the first show I went to when I started this and I was playing. Yep. uh, And 
I said, I'm just going to have water. Yep. And I had I think I had a little uh, handy pack of almonds or something like that, a handful <laughs> of almonds. So I had hopeful, gone, so I hopeful. Had, I, had, I had stopped eating for the day. Oh, gosh. I said, I might need a little snack later, so I'll bring some almonds with me. Yep. And so I'm sitting in one of our local venues. Yep. And um, I'm eating almonds. Yeah. And I'm chugging water. And so I was like, oh, you want a beer? Can I buy you? No. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. And it's hard when everyone around you. Yep. You know, it's not even peer pressure. Well, I was, well, was going to say, it's not even peer pressure, right? Oh. Like, it's, yes, sometimes it's like, come on, come on, have a yeah. drink. But it's not even that. It's like you want to be in enjoying it. And every, you I see know. everybody else enjoying it. So right. it's not, it's self-pressure. Yeah, know? it it's, is. It's like, it is. Oh, I want to be part of that. Um, and plus, I love beer and I love <laughs> shitty food. <laughs> well, and that's hard, too, because it's that self-control right. aspect, too. Because right. you want to like, well, maybe I'll have one. Right. right. So uh, and I did that for a couple months where I would not drink at shows. Um, I, I did have a couple shows where, um, you know, where I probably had a couple too many, you know, in the course of the night, yep. you know, I, I, I've never considered myself having, um, a problem, but again, you're sweating a lot. You're running right. around. You don't, you, sometimes you lose track of it and you have a couple and you're like, at the end of the night, you're like, Whoa, yep. you know? So I, I started limiting myself just because of that. Um, but, um, when I go out now. Yep. And I, I try I, – I would say my personal – one of my personal things that I do is I try not to drink during the week at all. I tr- and, and I'm very successful at that. Okay, so you set I, yourself like you, – you, you, you allow yourself a time period to kind of stay away from it so that when you get it, it's a treat. Right. And I don't drink to drink anymore. Yeah. If I go to a bar and – it's all stuff I've had before. Right. Like, I love I've trying, already had it. Right. I've li- I like trying new beers. And right. I, and I don't feel at this point in my life where I need to um, keep drinking, you know, Guinness or and I right. never like Bud Light and any of that crap. Yeah. So if that's all they got, right. then I'll drink water. And right. I have no problem with that. Yep. If I go somewhere, I give myself ahead of time, I said uh, permission, like I was saying to you, I think before the show, I say, okay, if I'm going to go out tonight, I'll let myself have one beer. Yeah. And yeah. I stick to it. Yep. Most of the time. Yep. Sometimes you don't, you know, but that's okay too. But I don't get upset with myself, you know. Right. I just try and do better the next time. Right, um, that's awesome. But you know, again, I try, I, I try just not to. And that alone, just that alone, has helped me with, you know, my health goals. It's a lot of empty calories. It is, you know? and it is, and I, I, I feel. Uh, it, <laughs> Because I, you know, like you said, I'm I'm an attendee in a lot of these shows, and you know, I'm going there, and there's a lot of this, these local venues that I go to. I think my friends now know a lot of them know is I got you know I'm Mr. Seltzer there <laughs> when I go, and I have I've had I, there was a, on a couple occasions I've had uh, somebody offer me a drink, insist on buying me a drink, and I, I did have one. I I gave in a little bit, and I I find for myself because one I just don't feel like drinking the calories and so i that's kind of a personal choice too because i have had problems in the past right. controlling myself with alcohol that i i've not done it um but it is you do that that piece you mentioned that that was really is like you kind of want to be part of that crowd you're, they're all sitting up at the bar and they're laughing and it's like you know you're sitting there with a the water you know <laughs> or the guy or you're out this is what i like too so we're at the show and everybody's like, raise your drink you know they're all holding their drinks up yep. and you know you're like yeah yeah <laughs> you grab a water you grab yeah. somebody else's drink that they left <laughs> it's just a cup of ice right at this point we just hold up so you have something to hold but oh. I think that you also find out, who, like, uh, who's who you actually really mesh with and who's really interesting and who's not just... That's true. You know, because you're right. Some people... I think that um, when 
the drinking or the drugs or whatever. Uh, right. and I, I I don't do drugs. Just you know, I've never I, that's never been appealed to me. But I love I love my my beer. Right, um, right. But when that becomes the focal point, right, it's that's when it becomes an issue. Right. If you have a, a glass of wine with dinner. That's not an issue. Right. If you're getting together just to get shit faced with your friend, that's well, that's an issue. And I, I know? know a lot of, fr- and I'm and I'm not putting it down, but I think a lot of people go out with that goal in mind to right. think, you know, I'm gonna. Well, give you an example. Tomorrow, you know, tomorrow is my birthday. Although I don't know when this is gonna come. Happy out. birthday, Mike! Oh goodness, goodness. Yeah. Well, by the time, let's see. At this point, I don't know if it's gonna come out by then, but maybe it'll come out tomorrow on itself. So it'll be the day. <laughs> um, but I know there'll be people trying to offer to buy me drinks, and it's like, you know, you feel bad, and you're like, well, you can uh, – sometimes they say, well, you can buy me a seltzer, you know. But there's that same kind of thing where it's like celebratory, right? right. But then I've, I've seen people come out on their birthdays and say, well, I'm going to get effed up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, what's the point of doing it? Well, right. I mean, some people – they like to do, but then it's like, what, what kind of risks are, are you in? And, right, you have a whole and lot are you of doing risks. It? Well, yeah. I mean, I, they know that. I mean, I, I think people make a personal choice, and I think, I mean, kind and of. I, s- I've been there too. Like I've done it. Yeah, I don't do it anymore. It's just well, not it worth sucks it. as we get older, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It it sucks that we get older, and it's not a judgment thing. I think again, it's a personal choice. Yeah. I I mean, I we even talked about this earlier. I really think. Having said everything we said, we're not telling everybody out here, hey, this is the life for you. But if you are looking for answers and if you are looking to get healthier, there are answers and there are things you can do. Um, But your health is your own personal choice. If you enjoy smoking and you enjoy, you know, drinking and all that and somewhat responsibly, at least if you're not hurting yourself and others, um, then that's fine. I mean, that's your choice. It's your body, Absolutely. your life, and I I can't judge that, and I don't judge. But I do feel bad for people watching people struggle. Yes, I I and using those things as an escape because right. it's it, there's no there's no there's no life at the bottom of a bottle. There's right. you know or you know or any of these other things that are a substance and food. I mean, food clearly. I mean. John and I were talking, oh my gosh, we found out like we're both from, you know, different backgrounds in some ways, but then we found out that we're very, very similar. And oh my gosh, I mean, <laughs> a voracious love of food. And I don't, I didn't stop loving it. I won't stop loving it. I don't want to stop right. loving it. And, uh, you know, some of these things you make choices. So at the bars, when I'm out, you know, because I'm off and almost once a week now, I'm going out and hanging out in bars and I don't drink. Because I want to come out and hang out and rock out with my friends and, uh, you know. So, yeah, it's interesting challenges. I don't know if you think of anything else, but if uh, – so let's talk a little bit. So you're in a band called Death Code. I am. And you're a bass player. I am. And then you're another one. Crimson? Crimson, yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And it, Mike is to- – it's funny. I, I'm 10 years older than John, but, you know, in between our times, you know, I so I grew up in the 80s with the, you know – you know, bands like Slayer and Death and all that stuff. And a lot of guys, you know, younger guys like it too. But at the same time, um, I don't know any genres, anything. That, so D- Death Code, how would you describe their uh, Death Code, I would say we are we are hard rock and punk. Yep. Uh, a little bit of metal. Yep. Uh, you know, but we're, we're, we we have our toe in the water in a couple different oh genres. Oh, my gosh, um, yeah. We try to be pretty groovy. Uh, yep, you know yep. we have we have uh, some some good bass lines. I do say myself, but you know, but we we um our ph- philosophy is really not to stick to a specific genre. Yep. we don't go into 
uh, the 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 jamming process of, or the writing process and say we're going to write punk songs we're going to write metal songs yep. we just start jamming yep and we record we have a, a little recorder going yep. almost all times when we're jamming and then our singer tony will you know, take it and splice it up into the different like riffs that we've done yep. and he's a folder with like 400 different riffs that we've recorded to say okay one day we'll pull this one out and make it into a song pull this one out and make it into a song so we whatever whatever works for us we're awesome. we're we're just doing it for us yep and um some of our songs are, are classic rock yep. some of them are straight punk yep some of them are um i won't say new metal but have like a, a little bit of a rap going on okay you know all different we, kinds of stuff we can't fit you in a box no. then no i like that no that that's uh it's it, it's uh it's a very fun project it's very different yeah. the way you eat huh it's like this whole, right. it's, <laughs> it's compl- not like the same old same old no, every day no no no, no. yeah no, not at i all. definitely would agree when i say that yeah. yeah yeah and so we like yeah, i said we try we try and have fun we try and keep it fresh we try and uh like i said we just write what feels fun what hits us at the moment um half the time we'll be saying okay we're gonna work on this song and then somebody will start jamming on something else My, myself or, or jay the, the guitarist or yep. you know chris will say oh play this and then we'll go off on a completely different tangent and then we have a new song all of a sudden and we weren't even thought, thinking about it that's, you know um I so uh so that that's cool um you know and then uh i, I really like it I, re- I really it's just a fun it's a fun project um crim song was more uh in a specific genre where you are the symphonic uh like operatic metal almost okay, okay. and i haven't caught them yet uh, no uh, uh, we're, no. we're on a hiatus um, okay. Okay. um so probably uh, probably not gonna see not yet <laughs> but but um i'll have to go out and check out what you got out there yeah yeah there, we have some stuff on youtube and and, yep. and stuff like that and uh we do have a, a an album we recorded that we're still working on getting yep. it yep. uh getting it published but it's more of a if you know like the epicas and the yep. um the night wish and that kind of stuff yeah and uh, um liz is a singer and uh, i've actually worked on her with a couple other projects uh awesome. we did um a a project uh an epica um tribute a project one oh, a one time wow. show at Ralph's Rock Cafe last Halloween. Oh, cool! You know, so uh, and 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 her and her fiance uh, Francisco, uh, who uh, is a local drummer, he's in a lot of different projects. Yeah, uh, um, they have a project Policia now. They're a police cover band. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, they're 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 good people to work with too. Like I, I love working with them and 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 the other people that were in Crimson as well. But yeah. it's it's just a fun thing. Um. And then other music projects, if they've come up, I, I did I did a, a tri, uh, um, charity show last uh, last year. Uh, it's just a cover show. I I love playing. Yeah. I just love. Yeah, I know playing. you say I mean, just what just Whatever. getting out. Yeah. and just doing it. And yeah, it's it's fun and. and uh, Bass is actually my newest instrument. Really? Yeah. So yeah. what? So what do you play? I play uh, trumpet, cello, uh, guitar, and bass. That's uh, amazing. So, so I'm classically trained in guitar in uh, cello and and trumpet. Yep. Uh, starting at age seven, eight, and then um, I picked up the guitar in high school, and I picked up the bass three years ago, four years ago now. Oh wow! And uh, but I already had the the musical principles, yeah. so I'm like, okay, I can I can figure this out. And I, by no means do I consider myself a, a you know, a pro right. uh, at the base, but I, I enjoy it a lot. And I think yeah, that yeah. May, it might be the newness or it might just be the, the freedom I have with it. But I love, 
I love playing the bass. I could tell, you know, the time I got to see, it was just like, oh, wow. You have some nice, I don't know much about musical instruments. You look like you have a couple of nice uh, bass guitars there, I saw. I, I do, so I do. Do you mind talking about them? <laughs> um, I, uh, I got my first one for free from a, a friend. Oh, wow. He said, hey, here, have this bass, you know, practice with it before I had yeah. any. Um, and then that quickly led into me uh, saying, okay, I need to get, um, you know, a better Base. It was like a, a I don't want to say a knockoff, but it was like a low, like a starter base. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went out and bought a Yamaha uh, nice. four string, yeah. nice. and I, I loved that one. And then uh, I said, you know what, I need a five string because we're going to try some different things. So I bought yeah. an Ibanez five string. I think that's what the, was that what you were playing at the the Halloween time um, show? Or was that that was my that, that was my second Ibanez five okay. string? Okay, okay. So I have two Ibanezes. I have a Yamaha. Um, I have uh, I have six bases now. <laughs> I have an acoustic bass. Um, oh really? Yeah. So I think I've seen one of those. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's become an obsession. I've nice. kind of toned down now. It's, it's I not, know it's, not, it's a, not a cheap obsession, but yeah. uh, but I love playing. I love having variety. I love being able to. Um, uh, you know, if you have a guitar, you need a backup, of course, just in case. And, right, right. And so, you know, it grows out of that. But yeah, I, I just love. You know, it's funny, and it, you know, since we become friends, and it, we haven't had a chance to hang out all, all you know, a ton every time. We're both very busy, but yeah. I just, I love coming out. Like it, it amazes me, and that's what you know. A lot of you guys out there, hopefully, you know, I'm, a lot of my friends who who are listening to us, and who who know us too. It's just how much it means to come out and. I know you and then I see you up on stage and it's like, you know, doing something that I've never done. And it's like, it's just such a cool thing to see because I mean, I, that's what brings me out all the time to, to see these shows. It's that personal connection. It's like, Absolutely. there's my buddy up there and he's yeah. doing that. I always, some of my friends are like, Oh, you're going to go up and do that thing there. Right. You know, and it's, <laughs> and it's amazing. I mean, you guys are so talented and it, it's such that's a, it's such a lot of fun. You know, I look up to you guys, you know, the stuff that you do because it, to get up and coordinate and and play all together and you know I, it's funny how you guys will come off stage and you're just like oh you know how'd that sound or you're like I didn't do a good job on this and that and to us you know well especially you know us lay people we're like wow <laughs> that was friggin awesome because I I couldn't do it one thing that you learn early on I think or that you have to learn early on um, you may think you suck. A specific night, and maybe you did. Maybe right, you, right. Maybe you did get drunk and, yeah, and sure. forgot your and lines. There are times, or, you know, right? Right. Maybe something tr- catastrophic happened, but we don't but know. Nine times out of ten, we didn't know. You're the one that know the song yeah. the best. The other people don't know. As long as you keep going, yep. If you mess something up, it's oh my okay. gosh, it, it, and nobody's gonna know any better. It's funny. We talk about that in public speaking. So I, I think I mentioned I'm in Toastmasters, yep. the international speaking organization, and. You know, I, I tend to be, I, I tend, you guys see sometimes I post on there, I'm always winning the speech contest for the night for the, the three or four speeches. And part of it is, is you just, you just get up there and you just keep going. And I, we talk about that. It's like, people aren't going to notice if you forget part of your speech, as long as it connects. Right. But I've seen people who in the middle of the speech, like, oh, dang, you know, and they stop themselves right. and they make it obvious. Like you're saying, just like a musician in some ways where you're up there, you got that performance sort of anxiety but it's like nope just if you're if you're good you just just keep going. just have fun Absolutely. and that's part of it too i i definitely saw again just like with with the the smile i see on you when you're posting about your health improvements it's that same smile getting up and i can definitely tell you just love getting i mean why would you do it you're not making money from this you, it's it's a it's a passion it's a labor of love well definitely a lot more money going into it than coming <laughs> out of it at this at this level you know i think yeah. that obviously a lot of our people are the same boat we right. do it for the love of the music yep. and uh 
Yeah, you know, and we do it for the love of the songs that we're writing. You know, if, if nobody likes it, that's okay. We like it. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's fine. We, we, we're happy. We produce something that we enjoy. And if other people can enjoy it as well, that's a bonus. Again, expectations. It's like, that's a bonus. It's like a painting. My, my wife paints. And it's like, it's a part of you. When you write a song and somebody says they like it, you're, you're like, wow, that's, this is my baby. Right. You right know? Absolutely. I, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, we're... Real quick, you know, influences musically. Anything you want to share? Uh, well, I mean, is, what, 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 yo, you got, no, no. how much time do we no, got, right? Yeah. No, 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 I, I'm just, no, 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 I'm just, you know, yeah. there's probably a lot of influences, right? But I mean, so I would say that my absolute favorite uh, um, bassists are um, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's. He's yep. the best. He's the absolute best. Yeah, I could um, see influence yep. too. And um, and then uh, Cliff Burton. Yep. from from Metallica. Yep. Who unfortunately died right, right in right. Uh, in eighty six. But but Master of Puppets oh. and uh, and Ride of Lightning were two of my yeah. most influential early yeah. metal albums. Um, I think that uh, um, and as much as uh, as a as a dick as he's become, Jerry <laughs> only from uh, the Misfits. I've met uh, him a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I have too. And, yeah. and he's so full of himself. But, yeah. But you know what? He's... I, you he's, know what's funny? He is, but you good, know... But the he, music's awesome. The he, music's he'll awesome. stay after the show, though, and yeah. at least talk to everybody and yes. take pictures. Yep. But yeah, hey, yeah. Yeah, some of them... Yep. Oh, cool, cool. But yeah, but I, you know, those those guys... Uh, Pete Steele yep. from uh, Typo Negative. Okay, yeah, uh, yep. Singer and bassist. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that those guys have been my... The top, uh, my biggest, yeah, and then even stuff like you know Chris uh, Chris Noselic from uh, uh, from Nirvana, yeah, you know, Nirvana yeah. was one of my first er- he, bands I loved so much. And he's a goofy right. guy, but I just, did you see what he does now? Isn't he in politics? Or uh, something? Yeah, I think he's in politics. Right, he's something, got no yeah, hair. No, right, yep. I loved. Uh, I don't know if you saw. It was um, it was a concert. Was it a concert for George yep. or some tribute? Uh, was it? Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I can't remember. It was yeah. something that was televised. That's all I remember. Yeah. And it was Pat Schmier, Dave Grohl, and Chris Novoselic are back on stage. Really? With Paul McCartney playing and singing with them. Come on. I, I got to see this. Yeah, that was like uh, five, six years ago now, or maybe longer. I but can't believe I've I was like, oh, you know, like <laughs> musician uh, instant arousal type thing because it's like yeah. what an awesome awesome for me yeah loving the beatles and okay there's another bass uh um influence paul mccartney yeah. i mean paul paul's awesome yeah you know so seeing those two together something yeah. i grew up with because all i listened to when i was growing up was oldies that's yep. my parents yep. i didn't listen to anything past like 72 <laughs> and then once i hit middle school i discovered modern music because i figured you know yeah, uh, yeah. if i wanted to get with you know, uh, like friends with girls and stuff. They, exactly. They, they want somebody to just listen yeah. to. So then listening to Nirvana and, and that kind of stuff, and then seeing the the fusion of the two, right. I was like, this this is amazing. You know? I got to check that out. Yeah. Man. I'll watch it after the show. show yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so bands that you're into or have been into in, that influence you or just you like? Um, so my top three bands have not changed for a while. Okay. It's, it's um, Iron Maiden. It's number one, ah. uh, typo negative, yep, and yep. Uh, cradle of filth. 
Cradle of Filth. Right. Yeah. So, do you know? I know of them. You know what's funny? I never got. Again, we're different generations, yeah. and so I, I know of them. I probably listen yeah. to their stuff, but they're, they're definitely you know I, I know they're really influential bands. So yeah, they came out in the '90s. They're just yeah. a black metal, you know. But the thing I liked about them compared to most other like we talked about Deicide before, right? Like they're right. you know, oh, but just evil. <laughs> Danny Filth just has something with his voice. Yeah, it's, he goes from growls to screams. Yep. But the music behind it is what really grabbed me. Yeah, it's very. Um, imagine dark, operatic right? and, yeah. and, and a lot of orchestra in it, and, and it's just okay, yep. it's just it's just something that, about it that just does it for me. Okay. Um, so those three have been my top three for for a long time. The Beatles are definitely up there yeah, uh, for yeah. overall bands. Yep. Um, uh, Nirvana is there. Yep. Um, I would say even if it goes offbeat a little, if you looked at like. Uh, um, the Dirty South is a band that I've gotten into recently. Yeah. They're, they're, so, what style is that? Like? They are um, bluegrass. Okay. So, so that's <laughs> what I wanted to get into. You. He's like, you know, so what outside of rock or metal? You so you into I, bluegrass? I am an audiophile. Okay. I so listen to name it, everything. Country. I, I listen to country. Yeah. I listen to uh, I listen to you know some rap and R and B. Yep. You know. Yep. Hey, now in those other genres, I don't necessarily go whole hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find things that I like. There's you know, a little of everything. Marty right? Robbins, El Paso, yep. old old cowboy song. Yep. Love that song. You know, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's yep. Delight. Yep. You know, yep. like you, you know, it's just st- stuff that's good. Yeah. Even even some Tupac stuff and yep. and, and, and some, uh, uh, one band that was surprising for me, but I bought the album based on one song yeah. uh, was, um, Oh, what's it called? Andre three thousand and yes. uh, and uh, and uh, Big Boy, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, oh my gosh! Outcast. Because yeah. it's they're just great musicians. Yep. And so musically, You're I, all over the gamut. I, I just love music. I just love 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 music. I've been recently getting into Shinedown. Shinedown, my, not listening. My, okay. my girlfriend's favorite band. Yep. So I, I've gotten into them, and they're really good. It's not something. It, it, it's on the line of what I would have gravitated to by myself. They're hard rock, and you know, yeah. but I never really got into them other than a right. couple of things I heard on the radio. Yep. Um, up in uh, Burlington, uh, there's a band called Gang of Thieves uh, oh. that is kind of like rock, jazz, funk. You know, oh. and they're just—it's a great band. They come down yeah. here. Actually, they play in Manchester uh, all the time. I wa- the, um, the name sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay, uh, so but they're, they're just another great, great group of guys. You know, so okay. uh, but not something that I would typically—they're not metal punk. It, right, right, right. Not right. T- your typical main right. genre. So, you're, would you say you're mostly a metal punk guy? Or I would say wanna, that. Or you don't want to be categorized. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough to say. I you know um, I would say in high school I was definitely. Alternative goth industrial. Yeah, so, that was my right, stuff. Right. Um, so Nirvana, yep. you know, things like Nirvana, that. Nirvana, yeah. Nine Snails, Marilyn yeah. Manson. You know, yeah. the, those are the mainstream ones. Yeah. And that's, that was big that time yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, metal. I mean, Guns N' Roses, Metallica were my first forays into metal, and they always have special spots in my heart. I love them both. You know. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's so hard to say what's my favorite because I love, yeah. I love everything. I love if it's got a good beat, it's got a good groove. You know, then I'll I'll a strawberry alarm clock right by. Uh, oh my uh, like, gosh! Some of that on the way over here because I was, so, really? I was getting angry. That's so just, like, I got to put on my oldies. Some hippie stuff, um, man. But it's got yeah. good grooves. Oh, I love you know, it. Them, um, the Hollies. You know, like Bus yeah. Stop and uh, Donovan and stuff like that. Yep. Like I just I love that stuff. I just I love, I love that psychedelic yeah. '60s kind yep. of music. Yeah. Um. I geez, there's a bunch of bands from that era. I mean, my father is is um was, was that era of uh, music i grew up like with zz top too yep. and uh you know black sabbath oh, i love black sabbath i mean yeah. <laughs> think about black sabbath right 
what they did for music yeah. is incomparable, right? They right. set the path. But I would say that I almost like other people doing their songs better than they did. Anyway, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I love Megadeth's version of Paranoid. Yeah. I love um uh who is it? Uh, Ugly Kid Joe's version of NIB. Oh you know, my gosh. I, love, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I love White Zombie's version of uh Children of the Grave. That's hilarious. You know? But yeah. Without Sabbath, none, none of these bands would be here. Yep. So yeah, definitely. Gods of metal, they, right? They're yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how. So, did you find that any of your parents' music influenced you? You were saying they listened to seventies music, and I think you did kind of talk about that. Um, so what what were the some what those some of the bands? I mean, they were always Beatles freaks. They Beatles, they were okay. oldies. They were like fifties, sixties, and early seventies. It's 70s. funny people. I I hear two like I like the Beatles. I like a lot of their songs, but they I hear two camps. I mean, there's some people that can't stand them, That's, and right. And, I I think that uh, so the way I approach the Beatles, and I've listened to their whole catalog chronologically several yeah. times. Right, just I'm like I'm going to start from the beginning of the Beatles to the end of the Beatles. Very different just, too, weren't they? I I think that. Looking at them through today's musical lens, like yeah. okay, you know they were poppy, and then the, yeah, you know. But when you think about when they started, oh my gosh, in the short period of time, what they did in that eight years, six, yep. seven, eight years, was revolutionary for music. It, yeah. it hadn't been done before, right? And um, I think that you have to give major respect, whether you like them or not. Yeah, you have to I give mean, major respect to them. You don't have to, um, right? Right. But uh, yeah, I, so I'll always love the Beatles. But I'll, I, yeah. you know, I love Elvis. I love Dean Me Martin. Too. Dean Dude. Martin, man. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> my my father and I fight about that because really? he is an Elvis. Me freak. too. I love Elvis. I love too. But then I always say, yeah, but I, Dean's better. I, I, I mean, <laughs> we fight I, about it. I I really think <laughs> there was three things that I liked about Elvis. Okay, and and I, I like. He was an over-the-top personality, yep. which we can't deny. And I, lo- I love that about performers. Yep. And so a lot of my favorite people, we, we know some of them. I won't mention yep, names okay. who are just <laughs> over-the-top performers. And I, that's probably why I'm so attracted to watching them because yeah. the stage performance sometimes just gets me. Yep. And I love it. I love, a, I love a lead singer who's just a ham. And yeah. uh, it's great for me. Elvis definitely was. He was yep. a little cheesy. He was like the William Shatner of <laughs> – <laughs> he was very cheesy. Um, so I liked him for that. Uh, I feel he was a great singer. Absolutely. And in fact, I, I remember hearing Danzig sing, you know, some of his stuff. Yep. And I, I, I love Danzig. I, I love Danzig too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, we're misfits, yep. man. So, yep. and then, um, and then, uh, so yeah. So the the personality. He was, and he he was a just a um he he was a, a great sort of. It's kind of the same thing before the, the performer in terms of you know the dancing he was doing. People were looking at him and going, you know, what the heck is this white guy doing right, up here? Right. All this movement and stuff, and it right. was just kind of like controversial. And right. and you know he changed things the way people looked at music. And yeah, there's this whole thing I don't want to get into about him stealing stuff, uh, you know, yeah. from the black community and whatnot. But I, I mean, neither here nor there. We nobody can ever deny what he was. Right. Absolutely, and that I mean, those were his roots. That's where he grew up. I mean, that's right. you know his very humble roots and his yep. gospel upbringing, and you know, singing in the choir and stuff like yeah. that. And so, yeah, he may have quote unquote stolen, but he that's where he came from as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. um, and uh, you know, I think that just songs that he sang better than other people to like in the ghetto, <laughs> right? Like in the ghetto was a hit before. Oh, that's hit, probably what I'm. It's a great song. Oh, I love that one. I love that one, and and, and Kentucky Rain. Kentucky Rain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, that's a great. The song. rain in my shoe, <laughs> searching for you. Yeah, now that's a great song. Um, 
you know, and again, it's limitless. You know, who do, the zombies, the turtles, the monkeys. Oh my god! Know, I I, I, met, <laughs> Herm, I saw Herman's Hermit yep. at at, uh, at at the Wolf Den, and I met um, Peter Noon. Peter Noon, yep. and uh, just what a what a cool guy! Yep. What a cool guy! And it was so fun. There he was, you know, just like oh my god, you're the guy. Yeah, Mrs. Brown. Had a lovely, <laughs> lovely daughter. daughter. Oh my gosh, yeah. che- cheesy little cheeky. Yeah. The dude was up there, and he's like almost seven years old, and he's jumping in the air yeah. and acting like a maniac. Yep. And I, I had a great time. Yeah. People can say what they want about it. Yep. I mean, it's all how it reaches you. And that's the thing about music or anything. Or when we're talking about health, it's like if it reaches you emotionally and it makes you happy, you know, and it's not hurting anybody. Yep. So who are we to judge? I mean, I have friends that are into all kinds of different music and. And, you know, we might, oh, they stink. And, you know, that's fine. It's right. your opinion. But there's a lot of bands I don't like, but I still can't deny. I, I'm not a big Marilyn Manson fan, okay. you know, because, I, one, I never really listened to his music. There's something. I like a couple of his. Yep. But I've just never been a fan. I can't deny he's, the impact right. the guy's had. And right. he's extremely talented. He's a weird dude. <laughs> yes. He's a really weird dude. <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson. I, I like some of Michael Jackson's music. I actually, could we deny that he was a weird dude? You know, he was a weird dude. I don't know. He was whatever. I don't want to get into his other personal right, stuff. Right. But in performer, I can't say, right. you know, the guy was incredible. Right. And it's interesting, you know, to see that. I love music is just such a yeah. such a, a big part of our lives. You know, you're you know, you're in the industry, you know, playing music. I love to just listen to it. That's how, you know, I, I, we become friends. And I think it's it's such a great way to people to kind of bond. And yeah. we found this new bond now in health. And yeah. I, I'm so excited that you and I are kind of, you know, working together here. And you guys might see some more of me and John. You know, no problem. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're talking. Uh, but I, I think that there's a lot of things that um, we can do to kind of get out that inspiration I think people need because it's it's tough. There's a lot of confusion out there. You guys are going to see some upcoming um, Mike Inspires Me stuff uh, talking with some – got some big doctors. I'm hoping I'm going to get them pretty soon to start talking about you know stuff about diets that are out there and um, the confusion about what to eat and all those things. I think that's great. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other um, aspects – of health that I want to get out there and, you know, other people we can talk to. And John's had a great story. I've really enjoyed us being able to, to have this. Amen. That's yeah. Awesome. John, I mean, I, you know, we're getting, we've, we've talked, oh my gosh, over two hours. I, I love it. <laughs> hey, we beat my last one here. Yes. So this is awesome. <laughs> um, is there anything else you wanted to, I mean, we've talked about a lot of cool stuff here and, you know, certainly if people have questions, um, they can always they know how to find us. But do you want to talk about you know some ways people could reach you if they got questions about your journey? If you're interested, yeah, uh, I definitely I'm always willing to talk. I I like meeting new people. I like talking to people. I will talk to anyone about anything pretty much. Um, obviously on Facebook, Instagram, uh, look me up. Um, you know uh, my my business is Nexus Consulting. So website's nexusconsultingsolutions.com. You can go there and find our, you know, our contact info there. Yeah, why don't you tell us just a little general if you want. If you want sure. to do a little plug for your business? Sure. Yeah, uh, we uh, started in 2006. Uh, I own the company uh, with a partner, and we work um, with uh, mostly with construction, but really we work with anyone uh, with uh, technology solutions for making businesses better, um, and. Uh, we work with uh, financial software and reporting and accounting business analysis. Uh, anything 
that helps manage or run a business better, really, but with a focus on technology. That's really our forte. Um, you know, so whether it's a, a database report or it's a hosting solution or it's a custom app, we do all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's that's what we do. And uh, and how how can we look up your bands if we're interested? Oh, uh, Death Code and uh, and uh, Crimson are both on Facebook. Uh, Death Code is also on Bandcamp. Uh, you can look up our our uh, page there and. Uh, um, you can download our music if you would like to buy it. We appreciate that. <laughs> um, we have an EP that we recorded uh, locally with uh, the help of Dexter's Labs, uh, which is one of our local best uh, uh, studios. And uh, we appreciate all that that we did with uh, um, with Nick. And um, uh, deathcodeusa.com um, uh, is our website. That's awesome. Wow, John, this has been incredible. I really, you know, one of the things is John and I have known each other for, a, you know, I it seems like a long time I've known your brother, and it probably, you know, maybe about a year or so we've known each other, but it's it's the connection we've had. I, I really like it. I feel like he's my brother, and, you know, certainly in in health, he's he's become just an incredible inspiration, and I'm so proud of all the work you're doing, and I'm glad that, you know, we can help each other you know, kind of keep each other motivated and all this. And John, I, I wish you all the best. And we're going to keep, keep pushing forward and, you know, we'll keep doing more things like this out there. Sounds to get great, out there. John, thank you very much, thank buddy. You. Stay awesome.